Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Final breath. 
Hello, folks, and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative and grassroots conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. It's been a long time since I've played our opening song uh, in its entirety, but uh, really could use to uh, listen to all of it tonight. Uh, I find it's a very motivational song and uh, could use some of that uh, this evening. But anyway, uh, I think it's just a, a good reminder of things uh, that we need to do. Uh, definitely soldier on uh, with things. But anyway, uh, tonight, of course, uh, you know, lots going on as usual. Uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about how the Democrats and liberals are actually using illegal immigrants, namely children, uh, to start uh, – the changing of America and not necessarily just changing it to try to get it where it's just, you know, a leftist bastion for Democrats, uh, actually changing the face and the, the dynamic and the, uh, you know, just, you know, more than that, we'll, we're going to explore that, of course, later. Uh, but, of course, we're also going to be talking about the Russia Gate and how it's collapsing, especially, which I. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting. I guess we're going to get a little bit more out of the IG report than I than I thought. Of course, with right now it's focusing on uh, Stroke and uh, you know his cohorts. But we all have an article tonight uh, from the Bard's Logic Political Talk website uh, that uh, you know kind of tells how important of a role he really did play in the FBI. Uh, and you know a lot of folks may or may not know what that was and why it's so important. Like. Well, how's it a big deal that one guy, you know, can can make a, a whole, you know, a, this corrupt scandal uh, with the FBI? And we can explore uh, that as well. And of course, then uh, there's uh, talk now a little bit about uh, Trump's plan, not only with North Korea, uh, but there's also you know talks of course, and we knew this was going to be coming uh, about the Palestinian, and we'll explore this more as well. Uh, get it, give us a flavor. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this in the future, of course, between Israel and Palestine and, and you know, a peace plan there. So that's uh, also what we'll be discussing tonight. So uh, definitely look forward to uh, folks and hear from uh, yourself tonight. But I've got some of my own things, of course, uh, to add in before we get to uh, the first article. It's on a poll uh, that we have that's uh, taken from the uh, an article from the Gary Pundit. I don't know if uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but first, of course, you know, the liberals and I'm not even going to say Democrats because this is more than just the Democrat Party. This is also the you know, some Republicans. Uh, Paul Ryan comes to mind who seem like they're on board with what Obama wanted to do. With Remember, he wanted to fundamentally uh, change the face of America. And is it not becoming more apparent that uh, when he says change the face of America, he's, it may even be more literal than what you think. Of course, you know, that they're allowing to have all these kids come in. I heard it described as the children are the, in military terms, the tip of the spear. And whereas that's a military in t- uh, terms where it's coming from, we're being invaded. Uh, it's not a quite peaceful invasion, but invasion here uh, – Nonetheless, and I believe uh, Dr. Tolbert, uh, which I, I do see on the line, has uh, mentioned that as well. And speaking of uh, guests, we may have uh, Thomas Pastor on later because uh, he also wanted to discuss. I don't know if he got my email. He, he did ask tonight if, 
I think we're going to be discussing this tonight. We certainly are. And, of course, you know, they're talking about, you know, all these kids, you know, being crammed into things. And there's an actual article uh, back we'll get to as well, uh, back to the – I believe it's the Obama – it's a recent article, but it's about the Obama administration. Uh, I believe we'll explore that uh, first. But here first is, as I promised, the – the article here from the Gateway Pundit, it says, Paul Stunner, uh, majority with Trump, want wall built, migrant families deported or detained. And before I read on, is that, you know, my fix is, yeah, I mean, you know, kids, and, and I'm going to bring this to a whole separation of kids again, right? And now that, you know, you're hearing some of the, in, in, and I actually wanted to have this be part of the title tonight, because this is how I feel about it. And, and uh, the panel, and if, if you're listening to the show live, you're listening to the show on the uh, on the podcast. And definitely, folks, you know, we really appreciate you you sharing it out because I've noticed uh, that in some of the places that are supposed to be used to share out the show is not working properly. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, uh, <laughs> but uh, those places that are out there know know who you are. Uh, and so we'll have to find other ways to, you know, sharing our links uh, for the show. So, you know, we, let's not just rely on, you know, Blog Talk Radio and, and Facebook because uh, those those places are um, – and, and others. You know, as I said, I'm not going to mention just – anyway, I guess I kind of – I guess I kind of did, but oh well. But anyway, it just seems not to be working the way that uh, that it used to be. And, you know, I'm doing some, some looking into that. But anyway, so – you know, with the kids is that, you know, you're hearing some of these, you know, late night so-called comedians now saying, oh, well, now that Trump, you know, signed his executive order to reunite these families, right, which I think is bullshit um, because here you have the separation of families in the United States all the time. Somebody breaks the law, they go to jail, they're separated from their family. You know, a, a family member gets sick, sometimes they get quarantined. You know, they're talking about all oh, these Kids and they're sick and this and well you know kids get sick and they get quarantined right they get pulled away from their parents or uh, you know or or they have to be you know put in a an outpatient facility for you know a, a time because they have to try to get better I mean they're separating them from their families for a, for a little while it's definitely very painful but in some instances you know it's necessary in some instances you have to have it. Um, now you have it happens to U.S. citizens all the time. I mean, and let's get back to them breaking laws. I mentioned this last week. You know, people break if these parents weren't breaking the laws; they wouldn't be separated from their kids. Or how about there's and, and also they're, they're they're sending the kids up here without the without the parents in the hopes of you know we'll get the kids in and then you know they'll they'll get us in later. You know, send these kids hundreds and hundreds of miles, uh, if not more. You know, to try to get to, into the country. So, yeah, this whole separation. But one of the, as I was saying to the, you know, maybe part of the title of the show, which I decided not to, is I think Trump caved. I want to see what everyone else's thoughts are. I think he caved to this. Oh, well, let's go ahead and bring the kids back together. And then, of course, you got the, uh, the so, as I said, so called comedians out there saying, oh, well, okay, well, now the families are together. Well, now they're all together and they're detained together. Well, what the hell else do you want? You know what I mean? You want the kids and the family together. Now they're together. Now what? You want them together just running scot-free in America? You know, that's 
it's it's crap, you know. So you you we all know that you can't placate the liberals. You you give them one thing, then you have to give them more. So you just stop giving them stuff. But unfortunately, I think in this instance, you know, Trump caved. If anyone wants to disagree, if you're on live tonight, uh, definitely you know tell me so. Or if you listen to the podcast, uh, which hopefully some you know people have shared uh, either on the Twitter or emails or what have you, uh, the links available. Uh, you could also go to the website, uh, and then you could send me a message on the contact page on the website. You know, tell me where I'm, tell me where I'm wrong with that about Trump not caving. Uh, if you agree, or I believe here even here on Log Talk Radio, you can leave a comment. Uh, but with the so uh, back to the article. So the poll released Sunday by CBS News, surprisingly enough, shows a majority of Americans support a wall being built uh, on the border with Mexico and for migrant families who illegally enter the U.S. to be deported or detained. Yeah, and I'm, I'm for both of those. Um, the CBS News 2018 battleground tracker poll conducted by YouGov June 21st through June 22nd during the midst of the controversy over migrant families and unaccompanied children flooding the southern border shows a shift toward President Trump's view since a March CBS poll by SSRS showed 60% opposed the wall. Uh, but of course now in June, uh, it says now 51% support a wall being built, but they are split on whether it could be completed. 32% say the wall is a good idea. It could probably be completed while another 19% say the wall is a good idea that should be tried even if it can't be completed. You complete the damn wall. If the, if the Chinese if the Chinese can build the great freaking wall of China – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in a mood tonight, folks. You probably can already tell because um, I'm using language found in Bard's Logic After Dark quite early. And welcome, Pianchi, into the, uh, the chat. Uh, but anyway – I uh, see other folks on the dial. Push one on the number dial. I'll get you into the show. But I'm going to stand on my soapbox, uh, soapbox here a little bit while I do this article, and then I'll get you in. Um, uh, but anyway, back, back to the, the article. So as for migrant families who enter the U.S. illegally, 48% believe they should be returned to the countries as a unit. 11% think the parents should be arrested and their children detained with them. Four percent said the parents should be arrested and their children kept in a separate facility. A total of 63 percent either want the migrant families deported or detained. For me, you send them all back. We don't – you know, you, you send them all back. Only 21 percent think the family should be released into the U.S. with a promise to appear for a hearing at a later date, which you know they don't show up. So anyway, so CBS description of the methodology of the poll – the CBS News 2018 battleground tracker was conducted by YouGov using national representation or representative samples of 2063 uh, U.S. adults between June 21st and June 28th or 22nd, 2018, with a margin of error, uh, a 95 confidence interval, based upon entire sampling is approximately 2.6%. So still. There. And then, of course, there's some comments we'll maybe go through. But let's go ahead and bring your views of what I've uh, said so far and what your views on the article and tonight's topics are. Is first, we got in Dr. Tolbert, then we have Susan, we have others on the line. Uh, go ahead and push the one in the number dial. We'll get you in. So let's first welcome Dr. Tolbert. Thank you, Dr. Tolbert, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Good, and I appreciate the opportunity and just, you know, giving a basis of what everybody's discussing on every show seems to be the topics, but I don't think they properly have it organized 
in their head how and why this is all coming about. And I'm certain that other speakers are going to be bringing it up. But let's just summarize, and I just kind of sent you a little text to just kind of give you a summation. To begin with, there's a political party in California that's called the Party of the Democrat Revolution, which is actually a Mexican political party that is Sounds taking like and overthrowing the uh, Mexico, uh, California. And this political party is a lot to do with the fact that they have taken a position since the majority of the people in California and in Texas are Hispanic, that there is no rights of uh, the American people under the Constitution. And they're going against this. Then we get into the DACA and the hidden of 50 plus thousand that Obama hid and that the pictures that are on the news media are actually pictures of two to four to five to six years ago when photographs were taken of the children uh, locked up in a confinement centers and they were not actually something that's happened in the last year or two. Thirdly, everybody's playing on the numbers that are coming in under uh, Trump, where we have a tighter security without realizing that the actual numbers between 20 to 50 million and everybody's using 12 million that were done under the past presidents. So we, we continue looking at the rolling of that. Then the article we're putting together now is going to not be about the DACA or the uh, immigration, but we're going to get into the OAS, which is the Organization of American States, which are 35 countries to include the uh, islands such as Haiti and uh, Trinidad and uh, uh, some of the other countries that are all involved in that. And why isn't the OAS stepping in and stopping immigration when, in fact, the illegal immigrants are all coming from their country? And then the question that has to be asked to Donald Trump, why hasn't he replaced the man he just put in that position, which was a young, non-informed Spanish Republican representative out of Tampa? that got involved in the OAS and we had not had an ambassador involved in that for many years. And now we put one in there that is not qualified. And here we have the 50 sovereign states, which are not is only included as one spokesperson of the 35, what they call the organization of the American states. We need a stronger person. In fact, that can handle and understand that the immigrants that are coming out and leaving these countries that are part of that are the ones that need to set up the borders and the walls, and yet they're looking at jobs and other things. So that takes you down the line of the other things that we're sending you. Uh, And then why did the Democrats for eight years all stand behind Uh, immigration, uh, illegal immigrants, and allowing hundreds of thousands of them coming in. And now, all of a sudden, uh, the votes of the political parties are saying 
we don't want to compromise as the Democrats and allow the illegal immigrants, even though it affects their election and how they played uh, Trump up to that vote. And now even uh, a lot of the Republicans have decided also to take that position when Trump presented Let's compromise and do this. Let's build the wall. Let's uh, change the programs. Let's reorganize what we're doing. Let's look at what is best. And, again, they are doing this because the Republicans and the Democrats want Trump to look foolish. So when he was willing to compromise and work with everybody in order to cut back on things, then they said, gee, we're not going to do that. And we're going to just let the illegal immigrants and the children uh, to be hostages to the political party. Then you have the uprising where there's groups of individuals that are now not allowing the uh, administrative staff, the press secretary, and other members to eat uh, if these individuals had been of another race, creed, color, or a gender uh, there would have been a political explosion uh, had we done this to a non-Caucasian individual, whether they would have been Hispanic or African-American or of other gender or transgender or sexuality. Uh, there would have been court rules. There would have been police officers. And yet the federal government, uh, the U.S. Constitution is being totally violated and we need to look at with taking down the entire structure. So that's the next thing that's happening. Now you've got the new uh, Supreme Court justice where Kennedy is stepping out. And now the Democrats are saying we don't want him to bring in another uh, person until the 2020 election. So everything you're covering tonight, and I'm certain that there are going to be individuals to expand on it, so I just kind of want to summarize it for everybody. They also stopped the SNAP program, which meant the poor people of America that are U.S. citizens are not getting fed. Uh, they're cutting out that entire program, and you're spending $750 per day per illegal immigrant, which is running into billions of dollars and taken out of the American economy and being placed into a non-productive uh, mode. So, you know, think think about everything the, the audience is going to say tonight and let them expand upon what should be done under the Constitution, how illegal immigrants, uh, which, by the way, we wrote the first article uh, that Congress can only stop uh, the illegal immigrants if they declare them invaders, Two days ago, Trump finally used the word invaders. Uh, the Supreme Court enforced the word of invaders uh, by allowing Trump not to have certain countries come into the United States. Uh, we're now trying to push Congress to actually uh, pass the law. Then the executive branch can enforce. Uh, he's already taken the position under the Constitution that him as an executive uh, officer and the commander-in-chief, he doesn't need the backing of the Congress nor the backing of the court system because under the Constitution, 
He can actually declare this a national emergency. Uh, He could take the position on it. And the terminology we've been using now for three or four years about the article invasion is the only way the federal government can get involved. So everything you see is taking a proper course. So the American people need to rethink who they vote for for senator. Uh, in the state of Florida, we have a Democrat and Republic, and I'm a no-party uh, candidate for the United States Senate. And everything we will talk about tonight has been written six months to two years ago under calledtoduty.org. So does that summarize everything for you, Robert? Yeah, I certainly appreciate sure we're getting uh, Thomas's view real quick. And you mentioned uh, something, uh, a couple things. Um, and there was another article I've seen here. I'm not, uh, perhaps we'll get to it later. I'm trying to find it uh, where they talk about uh, different programs, you know, that, you know, are hurting – that they're taking away from U.S. citizens, um, you know, so they could pay for these, you know, these illegals, and, and, and you know, and they're giving them more. You know, they're spending more money. We we talked about this last week. I mean, they're spending more money. The government is spending more money on you know illegals than what the you know the the, the poor are here in the United States. Money the poor have, I think, is like they spend like thirty five thousand dollars a year on illegal immigrants. And, you know, I think they spend something like, you know, I mean, the, the income of, you know, poor Americans is like 24000 a year or something of that nature. Uh, well, so, and then there's well, another. Yeah, they've actually came down that those numbers aren't even correct. They're spending $750 per day per immigrant when you look at the security, the housing, the food, the medical, the education. So we're talking a hundred to two hundred and some thousand dollars being spent in immigration. They're telling you it's thirty-five versus twenty-two, and they're telling you that what our uh, uh, low population uh, of poor people are, and how here I am. I'm Social Security, military retirement, and VA. I don't even make thirty thousand dollars a year, and serving the country for twenty-two years. So you know, you take that. And you look at the person who has never defended the country, never been in the military, has never been productive, hasn't produced anything for or help America, and yet they're getting a better education, they're getting more and better food and housing and clothing than a average military retired person would get. You know, it drove me nuts when I was in the when I was in college, and I'd be buying my bologna and bread, and I'd be standing in line. And there'd be somebody exactly. in front of me towards the beginning of the month with a full cart. You have getting steaks and 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 uh, you know uh, salmon, you know, salmon planks and stuff like that. And then they pull out their their what they what they called it back then the Ohio discount card, other otherwise known as or other <laughs> is uh, also known as food stamps. I'm like, man, I'm working my ass off, and this person's eating better than me. But anyway, let's yeah. go ahead <laughs> and bring in uh, Thomas. We have Pianchi on the line too, huh? Yeah, and this is the SNAP program now that's being taken away. Go ahead. Yeah, bring Thomas. We got Pianca. We're going to know we other, have other folks on, too. Uh, so push the one in number down. We'll get you in. But let's go ahead and welcome Thomas. Thank you very much, Thomas, for coming to the show. Hey, how good are you? evening, Rob. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Hanging in there. Listen, I, I want to address a couple of the points you stated in your, in your opening uh, monologue. Uh, I agree with you. Donald Trump was coaxed 
into this executive order. It was nonsense. It was just a, uh, a public stance to try to ease the pressure that was coming down from our fake, disgusting, corrupt media because they orchestrated this whole thing. And, 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 and that's the most disgraceful part. Secondly, it is not a Democratic Party. I also agree when you say that this is no longer a Democratic Party because their interests are not about preserving the United States as we know it. It's about creating a, U, a new United States. I've been writing uh, and sending stuff out shortly after the election when I noticed, I said, this is not a political party anymore. It's a cult. It's a cult following. They're committing violence from the very onset, even before Donald Trump took the oath of office. They were committing violence at universities, stopping free speech coming in, if you recall, and, and all the Democrats were cheering and saying, oh, yeah, that's a good thing to stop hate speech. Well, no, it's free speech, and it wasn't hate speech, but all, all, all these universities, especially in California, were stopping uh, people uh, from coming and speaking, and uh, they had a uh, demonstrations. They had the, that big woman's demonstration uh, during the inauguration and, and all this stuff. And Trump, before he even took office, was a racist, a misogynist, uh, uh, this, that, a phobia, this. And I mean, they were making words up faster than you can think about them. But, and, and all that started developing to this is not a political party anymore. This is a cult. And because their cult leader lost the election, they're coming after us. And they're blindly attacking people in any way, shape, or form they can. And they're getting away with it because the underlying support they're getting is from people I used to have a great respect for because I used to interact and work with them a lot in the past is today's disgusting media. They are nothing more than uh, supporters of propaganda. And that's why this whole illegal immigration thing is where it is now, because this whole thing with the child, the six-year-old child crying, and the Time magazine cover with Donald Trump looking down, this has all been orchestrated. Oh, yeah. And you brought up another thing with the Russiagate. They're running out of steam with that. They've stretched that as far as they can. Robert Mueller himself probably told his cohorts in the Democratic Party, I'm running out here. I got nothing on Trump. So they came up and orchestrated this illegal alien thing to try to keep hate on the front cover of every media. And, that, and it's working because, we, unfortunately, we have a large proportion of ignorant people in this country who are going along with what the hate media is, is going out there and doing. So that we, we have a serious issue, and, and the issue of illegal immigration is, is, as you say, it's the spearhead of what they're doing now because they run out of steam with any other collusion, conspiracies, because it's all turned around and shown they were the ones who were performing collusion and conspiracy with our federal agencies, which is probably one of the most despicable things that you know we've ever had in the history of this country. Every single regulatory agency and enforcement agency in the United States was working for Barack Obama and not for the people of America. And that is scary. And, you know, and people don't see that because it's all being downtoned and kept quiet by today's disgusting propagandist, uh, the American media, which is really a disgrace because they're hiding behind the Constitution and they're using that as a shield to create propaganda, to promote hate, and to, in, in, in all essence, have an internal coup and overthrow this country, which is what Barack wanted from the beginning, you know, and make it more of a socialist country. 
Well, and that's kind of their aim. I mean, I, I mean, I think that, I mean, not just me, but I mean, you know, I agree with the thought that, you know, what they're trying to do is they're trying to so flood our uh, safety net. They're, they're, they're so trying to flood our safety net with all these people and spend all that money, you know, on them. And, 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 and people should know this, you know, and, and when they vote in the, of course, there's some Republicans who are guilty too, but mostly it's the Democrats, uh, you know, you know, flood our system where they're giving all these benefits to illegal, you know, these illegal immigrants who aren't even citizens, giving them rights that there's that citizens in the United States don't even have. Uh, well, you know, that's hey, been I mean, going on for decades, sad to say. You know, it, it's it's so, a shame, you know, if people remember uh, years ago, the Democrats coaxed Ronald Reagan to do a, a, an amnesty program. You know, and they promised Ronald Reagan they were going to do everything with him. If You know, Tip O'Neill, who was Speaker of the House at that time, when Ronald Reagan was president, they coaxed him into doing an amnesty and allowing all these illegals in because they promised they would work with him, help create a better better budget, and this, that, and the other. And they lied. They never gave uh, the quid pro quo that uh, was expected to Ronald Reagan. And he even said that in, afterwards, too, that he, he was – they bamboozled him, if you will. They scammed them because, the, as you say, the Democrats are harvesting voters. That's what they want. They want to harvest voters, and we've opened the, the, the floodgate now to all you got to do is be breathing to be able to vote in this country anymore. Citizenship doesn't mean anything. Sometimes not even that. <laughs> It's a disgrace. It's an absolute. It's an absolute disgrace. What's going on in this country, you know? Because and and I mentioned this in previous programs, you know, like in California, they gave about a million illegal aliens driver's licenses so they could drive. And the only stipulation to be able to vote in California is to have a driver's license. So there you go. There's a million illegal votes that went to Hillary Clinton, but she's used to taking illegal things and putting them in her pocket. So there's no surprise there. But what's going on is an absolute disgrace. The illegal immigration thing is just one of the many tentacles of this broad conspiracy on how to shut this country down. And, And before, even the media used to be a little more clandestine about it, a little more quiet. But after Obama came to office, now they're all out of the closet. And the blatant propaganda, like the propaganda on Time magazine cover with that little child, was pure lie. That child was never separated from her mother, even though she should have been separated. And the background story shows the mother separated that child from the rest of the family in Honduras and left the husband there with three other children. And she came over, and it was a, at least a second time coming over. And by the way, she came over with a uh, paying $6,000 to a coyote. You don't see nothing about the horrendous things coyotes do, rape, rob, and kill their own people in, in South America and Mexico, you know, yeah. to get them over here. You don't hear that as a front-page thing, all, all that tragedy well, that's going on. You know, but the, the well, fact is, this lady came over. Now she was detained because now she's a felon. She came over before in the past, and and they caught her. So now she did it again after the second time. You're a felon, and they had every right to separate them. But the fact is, this lady didn't come over here out of fear from her government or anything. She came over here looking for work, but she dragged her six-year-old daughter with her. 
Nobody, nobody coaxed her to bring them. They're using the children as shields to get the adults in. They're using them as shields, and that's the and that's part of the whole plan. This thing is nothing but a conspiracy, and this is something. Point in fact was going on during Obama's years. The Obama administration got sued in 2015 for the horrendous uh, facilities they had set up to put all these children in. And as Dr. Tobit said earlier, we estimate at least 70,000 minor children were scattered throughout the United States. They just let them out. Did you see that on Time Magazine? Did you hear that in New York Times in 2015, 2016? No, because it's a cover-up. They, they don't care. Nobody, none of these people, not even the media, care about these children. This is all part of a larger plan. Well, and I certainly I certainly agree with that, and the, the, I mean they definitely want to change. Uh, you know, again, they, they want to change the, the demographic of, of the United States. Uh, they do. Here's what they want to do: they, they want to change the United States into a third world country. Uh, because oh, I mean. It, yeah, there's no doubt about that, and it's frightening, you know, and because you know, it's it's ironic. A couple years ago, during Barack Obama's time. He made sure they got at least $75 million so Mexico could secure their southern border so Guatemalans couldn't come in. But Barack Obama couldn't find a penny to secure the walls uh, for the southern border of the United States. But he's given, it, he's given money, our money, to Mexico, who's basically telling us every day of the week, you know, America, you can go screw yourself. And this is what's been going on. I mean— the, the latest guy who's running for president of Mexico now says that, that Mexico should invade us. You know, based, based on everything that's going on right now, I'm at a point where I think that uh, Donald Trump should exercise his military authority and get that border shut down now because everybody's coming mm -hmm. right out and speaking that they want to invade the United States. So we need him to become the chief of the military and shut everybody down. He should be our commander and say, no, I'm shutting that wall down now. And that overrides Congress and overrides everybody. He needs to declare a state of war. Well, well, two two things. One, and you mentioned this earlier, and then after this, I'm going to be, bring Pianchi in, and then I have John and Susan want to uh, chime in as well. Uh, but w one thing you mentioned earlier is you mentioned that this girl gave or this lady gave a coyote six thousand dollars. My point is, is if these people are so poor, how are they coming up with six thousand dollars? Exactly. <laughs> how are they coming up with six thousand dollars to pay these people, these coyotes? Because if they're paying them, they got to be paying them something, right? These people are evil people, these coyotes. Um, you know, and, and it's been reported by the Border Patrol. They've documented this. The mothers are giving their 10, 11, 12-year-old daughters either birth controls before they cross over or what they call a Plan B, which I believe is like a, an abortion pill after sex or something. I'm not sure what that is. But they're giving their daughters these pills and making them take them just in case the coyotes rape them. Uh, do you see that on the front page of the Times or, or, or New York Times or, or any, any American magazines? The horrendous thing that these Latinos, if you will, are doing to each other, and America's the enemy. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal what's going on here. The, the, and I blame the media because the Democratic Party, is, as I've said before, and it bears repeating, they're nothing but paper tigers 
All they can vomit out of their mouths is a bunch of puffery, non, nonsensical garbage. If not for the media raising them up to prominence with these fake stories, with this propaganda, because that's what it really is. And propaganda is a very dangerous tool. Most countries that are seeking to overthrow use propaganda. And that's what the media is doing. But without the media, the Democrats would be nothing but a bunch of little children who would go cower in a corner. So our biggest problem with the illegals and everything else going on is the media. They're the ones who raised Barack Obama to levels he's never seen. The guy can't cross the street without tripping over himself, and yet they made him look like he was something, some sort of phenomenon. Well, and then uh, this comment I'll bring in Pianchi, and I will keep uh, folks' lines up because we will be, be bringing it uh, back around to everybody. Uh, but it's not just – I mean, it, it is the media. But it's not just the media. It's everywhere. The, the liberals have taken over the media. They have taken over the Hollywood, television. They've taken over the, they've taken over the schools. Look at, like, like how many – I mean, if you really compare, you know, how much the liberals really control, and then and even if you just take the media, I mean, what? you got MSNBC, CEC, you know, CNN, you know, CBS, you know, all those alphabet stations that are all liberal and you have what one one conservative channel on cable fox news all the other ones are liberal and then all your late uh, late night so-called comedians they're all liberal most of hollywood and your hollywood movies are liberal you have your academia especially in colleges liberal uh, so i mean they're, they're they're everywhere and then unfortunately the, that's what the people are hearing so most of the message and most of the, the narrative that's being put out there is liberal. You, you, you hear so much more liberal commentary and li- just liberal everything uh, than you do conservative. But let's go ahead and uh, at that point uh, bring in Pianchi. Thank you very much, Pianchi, for coming uh, to the show. How are you tonight? And, again, we'll be bringing things back around to folks uh, as well. Um, but we do have uh, other callers who'd like to get in uh, too. But let's go ahead, uh, Pianchi. Thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you? Well, you know, if Donald Trump was black, the race car would be flying so thick and heavy in the air, you couldn't go outside without a hard hat on. And what happened to Sandra is just disgustful. If she was black, could you imagine what would be going on today? But, you know, I don't understand why come Americans should have more empathy for the children that's coming out of South America, whereas the people in South America don't have empathy for their own children. And everyone there is not pure, pure poor. Uh, there's a segment of the society that's doing pretty well or living normal. And apparently they don't have any empathy for their own uh, countrymen. And, you know, another point, too, the OOS should get together and correct this corruption that's going on, like this Daniel Ortega in Nicaragua and the gulags that he's forming to cause all kind of havoc. This man needs to be taken out. And if the United States was to go down and do this, well, you know, we're just not going to turn around and walk away. There's going to be some controls that's going to be put in place. Trump should put impose a surtax on remittances that's going down in the southern part of the hemisphere. A surtax to pay for the $750 a day that it's costing to house and, and keep these individuals. Uh, the national airlines of these countries should come and get their people. You know, we've seen that happen in Libya. China sent a heck of a ship to get Chinese out of Libya. Nigeria sent a plane to bring Nigerians out of Libya. So you mean to tell us that uh, these countries can't do the same thing? So it's just gotten completely out of control what we're seeing. 
And everything that people said thus far is true. I can't even add to it. With the with the illegals that's here that's voting, uh, with the issues of the driver's license like you see in California. So I just wanted to add that a little bit because y'all have hit on so much and all that you've hit on so far has been right on target. Well, I appreciate it, Pianchi. Uh And again, we'll you know, keep your mic up. We certainly want to hear your your you know thoughts and comments on you know our other topics tonight. Certainly, and if you do want to chime in, you know, uh, let us know. So let's go ahead. And I've got some uh, uh, other folks. I'm going to uh, get in the green room uh, real quick. But before I do that, let's go ahead and bring in John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you, sir. How about yourself? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate your work, and I definitely could tell you were wound up at the top of the show. I was like, we're getting ready now. I can tell you, bring it on. <laughs> but uh, I, want, I appreciate everybody bringing their feedback to this. To me, and I, you've heard me say this, everybody that's listening, if, you, if you're listening to this as a podcast or live right now, get you a pencil and paper and take notes. And then make sure, like... Uh, Robert said it earlier in the show, make sure and try to confirm that your links are working and getting across to other people. Because really, all of this stuff that we're talking about, that the media feeds us and the different people in power and control, is nothing but a distraction. The truth of it is, it's about your right to self-govern. The immigrants, whether they be legal or illegal, have no right of standing to petition our government for anything. They are not legal U.S. citizens. The Declaration of Independence in the United States Constitution is predicated on we the people agreeing with each other to hold ourselves in true obedience to it. But when we don't choose to do that, we've breached our contract with each other. And so all of the congressmen and the senators that have bowed to the big money captains of industry, and they've actually, you know, taken their money and then basically committed fraudulent misrepresentation to we the people and then committed extrinsic fraud to deny us our right to self-govern and decide for us our burdens and encumbrances, they're actually nullifying you as a voting citizen of self-governing. That's a nullification trick, and most people don't think about it. Not only are they doing that fraudulent mis. Uh, representation, it's extrinsic fraud too. When they deny you of your right of standing in order to, uh, you know, make sure that your will is reciprocally and mutually included in all the rules, laws, processes, and procedures, they just nullified you and rendered you their slave. So they've actually manipulated the system to be able to turn all the rest of us into slaves. And when we talk about Democrats and liberals and Republicans, or the immigrants and stuff, those are just distractions to keep you busy so you don't talk about standing up and demanding your right to have your will mutually and exclusively or included in the rule of law. See, immigrants do not have standing to petition our government for nothing. And see, all the time we're talking about these immigrants coming into the country, 
and we got congressmen and senators and different media people talking about, oh, the precious little children, don't they have a right to due process and stuff? Well, they've done denied you your right to due process and self-governing. They create the laws, and then they hold you accountable to it, and you, they've denied you the right to consent, to agree to it. So you've been registered, you've been rendered a legislative slave. So therefore, you're not only a legislative slave, you're actually an economic slave, a political slave. Because if you don't get your will included into the rules, laws, processes, and procedures of self-governing, you've been deprived of your right of freedom of contract, freedom of association, freedom of conscience, freedom of choice. I mean... You don't have your Article 4, Section 4 constitutional rights as, you know, all the citizens of each state shall shall be entitled to the same privileges and immunities of all the citizens of the several states. Well, one of those privileges and immunities is the right to burden somebody else and not be burdened yourself. Well, that's what the Congress are doing, and I'm, that's kind of sarcastic right there because the truth is if they have the right to burden you with burden, you know, rules, laws, processes, and procedures, then you should have that same privilege and right to burden them. But they nullify you as a governing anything. So, therefore, you've been manipulated, and we want to make note Call your congressman and senator and tell them you're not going to put up with them nullifying you out of the right of self-governing anymore. No more DACA, no more DAPA, DACA, DAPA, no more Dreamers Act, and no more work visas or the EB-5 nonsense and stuff. We got too many people on the public dole that are legal United States citizens. Our debt, we got to reduce. Think about it. We need to reduce our national debt. We need to strengthen our national security. We got to reduce poverty and reduce crime. Reduce the national debt. We got all these people on some form of social welfare of some kind, and and that's not even talking about corporate welfare. You know, all these big giveaways, subsidies, and whatnot to these corrupt people that already have plenty of money, and then they use their money in order to exclude you from the right of governing, but they'll make sure and use Alex or the Brookings Institute or the Council on Foreign Relations or these other organizations to get their ideas implemented into Congress, into rules and laws, processes and procedures. But you and me, us the other common folk, us the least among the um, United States citizens or, you know, the forgotten men, as President Trump say, you just get left out. But in order to reduce that national debt and not run over our legal American citizens, we need to make sure that they know that whenever these illegals or immigrants come into town, we know that's going to be an expense to the national debt. So we don't need that debt. We don't need any more expense. We've got enough people on unemployment, SNAP, food stamps, TANF, a number of other subsidy programs and whatnot, and then you have the money that they're spending for the um, charity organizations to house all these people that you guys talked about. So write all this stuff down, make a note. In order to reduce the national debt, we get people off the public dole. How do we do that? We show compassion to help make sure that the jobs that are available are going towards the people that are on the public dough now so they can get off the public dough. They'll take care of their neighborhoods when they've got money in their pocket to be able to get past, you know, 
paying for the bare necessities of life. They'll take care of their house. They'll take care of their kids. They'll make sure that their neighbors are um, treated fairly and righteously, and they'll look out for the best interest of all United States citizens. And then that also helps reduce poverty and reduce crime. And then we have a lot better situation that when we do have people that are strangers or foreigners to come into our country, we'll actually be able to help them. But if we've got People living in the streets, whether it be Chicago, Sacramento, uh, San Francisco, uh, Cleveland, just name it. There's a lot of places around America where we've got homeless citizens that are legal United States citizens. They have first right of refusal, or they have standing to petition our government to get a redress of grievances and get these things fixed. And we, the taxpayers, you and me, that actually have to bail this system out, we have a right of standing to tell our congressmen, no, you don't spend another penny on anything until we take care of our own American first family. You know, we are Americans. i got to take care of my American family here at home first. And those people need taken care of. If they are able to get a job, then we need to help them figure out how to get a job and not just throw money at a situation. We definitely don't want to jerk the rug out from under their feet because don't forget those corporations decide who they want to work for them and they want to cherry pick the world and they have that you know the elitist i'm going to have the best people in the world and we're going to bring them all to america and then with all these other people that we think aren't capable or whatnot we'll just run roughshod over them but these people that are in America that are legal citizens that may be on unemployment or food stamps or whatnot, we don't jerk the rug out from under them. That's not the Christian thing to do. That's not the righteous thing to do. We help them get a job, but we tell the, the um, business owners and stuff, hey, you don't get to cherry pick the world. Because remember back in the 1500s, the 14 or the 1700s, nobody had a had an employee unless they trained that person to work for them. But see, the, the world has changed now. The big corporations and the big money people, they want us fight. That's why they created these divisions with the two-party system. And then they use the media to get us to focus on the immigrants and whatnot. Because as long as we're focused on that, we're not standing up for our rights to have our will mutually and reciprocally included into the rules, laws, processes, and procedures of self-governing. So therefore, they get to divide and conquer. It's a Machiavellian scam, like setting the, they go set the back of your house on fire and then turn around and run to the front of the house and sell you the fire extinguisher so they can make money off the deal. And that's exactly what the big wigs are doing. The multinational corporations, they want to be able to govern the whole world from their own exclusive little group. They don't want you and I and the rest of us, the you know, less fortunate or least among us or the forgotten man, to have any say in that. They want to be able to control it, and they've used their money and their means to be able to manip- manipulate our Congress and our senators. Is somebody trying to break in? Well, and, I was gonna, uh, and then I'm going to get uh, Sally in here in a moment. Uh, and, and, and remember, yeah, and these multinational corporations, that's why they're called multinational, because they really don't have any loyalty uh, to any one, any one nation, you know, and that's, that, that's one of the problems uh, with those. But, yes, yeah, speaking of breaking in, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Sally on that. And then uh, if you see other callers, if you'd like to chime in, uh, push the one on your number dial if you're out there in the chat where I do see some folks out there. And welcome uh, bringing it, Boy, and Flycatch also in the uh, chat joined us. 
Uh, welcome. If you'd like to call in, uh, just give us a call at 347-945-7428 and uh, push the one on your number dial, get you into the show. Um, you know, usually we do an hour per topic, but we're still on this one, but that's okay. Uh, we can uh, you know, speak more on this and then go to the next one, of course, which is Russiagate. But first, uh, on this topic, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Sally. Thank you very much, Sally, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, we got to be honest and face the fact of what's happening, what this immigration thing really means. This has nothing to do with people coming in to pick fruit and whatever else. We have to accept the fact we are facing an invasion. What better way to invade a country than to just simply walk in and take over? And that's really what's happening. I am encouraging everybody out there to contact your senators and your representatives. Do that for your own amusement, but go ahead and do it anyway as part of the process. But more importantly is contact that White House. Tell President, Chief Commander Donald Trump, we are under attack. This is an invasion. Send the tank. We have to face the fact it's an invasion. We got between 20 and 50 million illegal people that we, depending on who you talk to, the number is probably closer to 50, maybe over that now. Um, so how many people have to illegally come into your country before you decide you're being invaded? And these are people – we got to go back to the most basic, and I'm going to read this just for people's information history lesson, if you will, because we know we're not taught history in school. This is George Washington's farewell address, President Washington. It's so true, and people better think this is what is happening today with all these associations and factions. Um, All obstructions to the execution of the laws, all combinations and associations under whatever plausible character with the real design and direct control counteract to or awe to the regular deliberations and actions of the constituted authorities are destructive of this fundamental principle and a fatal tendency. They serve to organize faction, to give an artificial and extraordinary force to put in place of the delegated will of a nation, the will of often a small but artful and enterprising minority of the community, and according to the alternate triumphs of different parties, will make the public administration the mirror of the ill-concerted and congruous projects of faction rather than the organ of a consistent and wholesome plan digested by common councils and modified by mutual interest. This is what we have today. We have divided everybody up into associations, factions, parties, and now we are all fighting each other out there, and this immigration is a big part of it. This is the way we have thinned down the culture of America. The culture of America is dying because we don't have a culture anymore. We've, we've been this big melting pot, which is okay, be a melting pot. If you really want to come to America, come in the front door legally and assimilate to America. They don't want to do that. They want to enter illegally. It is, in fact, an invasion. The other thing, the, the hypocrisy of the American people, when you listen to the, the mumbo-jumbo of what this, this child care and abuse and everything else, this is so hypocritical. The people who are going out there saying it, and I mean, I've talked to some of my liberal friends, and I say, how come it didn't bother you when this was going on under Obama? When Obama let this happen, you didn't have a problem. Oh, yeah, the media didn't talk about it then, did they? You know, the propaganda media, and like Tom was talking earlier, propaganda is a totally different thing. We're not talking fake news, like something, some kind of a comedy act. We're talking propaganda with the real intent to misrepresent the truth, to, make, uh, to brainwash people to something else. 
that propaganda is a tool, a weapon against the society. So the the media is definitely part of this, and it all you know, so much of it comes down to money and control. We have to rep- uh, just understand we do not have the representation of our choice today. It's not we've got to clean up this process or we will have no representation. We don't have it now. Uh, Donald Trump, he's out there standing alone a lot. Look what his uh, Republicans have done to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's why um, we have to get behind Donald Trump. We have, you know, let Donald Trump be the next George Washington or something here. But he, we have to get behind Donald Trump and say, you know, we don't care that the Republicans are telling you this other garbage and playing games, Mitch McConnell playing games over here. We want you to defend this country. You are the commander-in-chief. We are being invaded. It is time for you to take a declaration of an invasion or war, whatever the legal, whatever that proper would be, but we are being invaded. This homeland is under attack, even though after 9-11, we added a homeland security department, which does nothing. I, I mean, it's like at what point are people going to wake up? And you know what? These people in public office who support this stuff, these people who are promoting this illegal invasion are in fact guilty of treason, aiding the enemy. We're not talking about truly helping people, uh, asylum and all this other stuff. That isn't this. That isn't the case at all. Wake up and smell the coffee and stop drinking all the Kool-Aid people. We're under uh, attack, and it's up to us. We would have no problem with immigration if we enforce the laws. Those who refuse to enforce the law, you got to ask the question, why are you refusing to enforce our Constitution? Why are you refusing to enforce the immigration laws? What are you really trying to do? What is your intent? Your intent is to destroy this called treason, treason, aiding the enemy with the real intent to destroy this country. How much, I mean, wake up, people, please. And I'll kind of wrap it up here. You know, uh, make sure we have to rally behind Donald Trump. We have got to bombard him. And, of course, good old Jeff Sessions for whatever good it will do because he's always been very big on this uh, immigration issue. We have got to enforce the law. We have to stop the invasion. We have to put up whatever it is we have to do to defend ourselves in this country and and secure this homeland. And I'm going to leave it there. If anybody has any comments or questions for me, just let me know. Well, I do have a a quick question, and then uh, we'll bring uh, this topic uh, to a close by getting some final questions. Uh, thoughts from everyone, and then bringing uh, bringing in the next uh, topic, and you know, would be great if uh, everyone stayed on for that. Uh, is that now? Of course, we did. There were seven primaries recently. I think it's recent as last night. Uh, and, you know, and, and you know, at least uh, the there were some that uh, Trump supported that did get it. You know, like in the primary, uh, but they didn't seem to be very grassroots candidates, through my understanding. I, I haven't, to be honest, delved in deep into that as I'd like to. Have. Um, you know, you know, other things uh, right now <laughs> taking precedence, but we won't discuss that here. Uh, but what I mean, what do you think, Sally, of the people that he supported in the primaries? I mean, one of the things, of course, that the big thing he's talked about is draining the swamp. But at least in the small amount that I've been paying attention to, the people he he supported in the primaries didn't seem to be very uh, grassroots individuals. What do you think? I would say that's probably true. Um, there's probably um, the Mitt Romney thing is a whole other story too. Um, 
but at the same time, I think he has to. He's probably, if I can use the expression, kind of picking his battles right now. He can't go out there and change everything at once. He's in a process, and I truly believe this is why it's so critical for people, for the American people, to get behind Donald Trump. And whatever they tell Donald Trump, they tell their senators and their representatives too. But they have to keep saying, Donald Trump, we are depending on you to change this. Now, we know you can't flush out all the garbage in the cesspool. I don't call it a swamp. I call it a cesspool because that's what it really is. Uh, I live in Florida. Swamps are actually a good thing. We need them. Uh, they actually purify the water force. <laughs> so a swamp is a good thing. The um, cesspool is what isn't good. That's what we have in Washington, D.C. So I know he cannot totally purge all of these stuff out of the cesspool in one shot, and he's he's having to um, be strategic, I think, in how he at least maintains, at least no, to a better not, to not de- deteriorate the process. We don't want it to get any worse. Let's put it that way. And little by little, I think we will come to a point where he's going to be supporting more grassroots. I truly, as I've said in the past on my show that uh, I really look, hope that when it starts coming around to his reelection, that he has the courage to run as a true American, as an independent. And if he does that, he can make it take a major blow to both of these parties. And, of course, he can really destroy the Republicans, who are no longer Republican anyway. Only, I mean, the vast majority of those in the Republican Party are Democrats who ran as Republicans because they said, oh, those people are so stupid, they'll vote for anybody with an R by their name. It doesn't matter. We just say we, – we say the same propaganda, rhetoric, whatever, that the Republicans are saying while we run for office. Then we go in there and we convert ourselves into the Democrats that we really are. And, and, but the Republicans have always been too stupid to play the other game on that side. So uh, it, the po- parties mean nothing. The parties are part of the problem. The parties are part of the corruption, and you tie it all through to the money, the media. It, it, one thing leads to another. We have to really force Trump, to force Trump's hand. Trump, you said you wanted to, that you want to make America great. You have to be a George Washington who did not believe in political parties. Washington said political parties would harm us, and it was mentioned in that thing I just read. So that's kind of – I think he's being strategic in how he – keeps the the thing you know the different people in place at this point to not risk it getting worse if that makes sense yeah i mean i you know, i get that to a you know to a point but in in there's definitely some you know logic in it that uh, it's just kind of frustrating and that i mean wh- yeah. one concern that i'll address that then i'll bring season uh, back on then we'll we'll bring things back around for uh last comments on this topic and we, we did lose P- uh Pianchi's call thank you very much Pianchi, for calling in uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again. It's always nice to, ha- to have you on the show. Um, and, uh, Jay, I wish our socialist friend who called in or, or communist friend who called in the other day would call back. You know, he was kind of interesting. Uh, but anyway, uh, one of my concerns is – and, and I, I, I prefer like a multi-party. So there's always going to be parties. They're never just going to vote people on because it's, it's, just human, it's just human nature. Humans like to group themselves together. And that's just what human. That's just what people do. And so we're going to have groups, we're going to have organizations, we're going to have parties. It's just it's how people are. We're, we're never going to get to the point where we're voting for individuals per se. I think the closest thing that comes to that, and people really do a study, and one of these days I'm, I'm, I'm going to get uh, someone from Ireland who really knows about their uh, – I mean I know about it, but I mean who could really describe it and explain it uh, in layman's terms, so to speak, uh, their, their uh, system because they have a multi-party system. It's a parliamentary system. However, uh, they have – 
um, preferential voting, which I think that's the preferential voting for me at least, in my opinion, is uh, is the closest thing to being able to vote for actual individuals instead of parties because you can you know put in order the people that you like uh, you know to vote for. So you could put you know maybe the person you really like, but then the party you find yourself more affiliated to, uh, or vice versa, you know, and put them in there. And that's how they do pre- they do preferential voting there in Ireland. That's the closest thing I can think of that you're actually voting for a, a person, maybe even over a party. Uh, and so I'd like to explore well, that. And I, I think there's even some places, yeah. you know, localities here in the United States that actually do that. Uh, so perhaps I get somebody who well, uh, from there to do that. But yeah, excuse me, just one quick but thing. My on concern that one. is the my American concern is he would get more. He, he would get more. Repo- Trump. My concern with him running as an independent. Uh, which I mean, if we, th- uh, I mean, if he could get enough to beat both the Republican and the Democrat electoral college vote to do that, then it'd be great. But, but see, I just think that more Republicans would rigged. vote for Trump than uh, an independent Trump than Democrats would. But but that's part of the problem. The, the electoral college should not be totally controlled by two parties. Why why is that electoral college it's controlled totally, totally by the two parties, which is the other part of the problem? We could, you know, again. People have to realize we do have a lot of power if we unite together. If we're not happy, and we keep saying that we're not happy with the way this government's run, well, then why aren't we demanding, like in Florida, we should have open primaries. Everybody should participate. I don't, and, you know, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, these parties, they're all private entities. They are not the government. They are private entities. Go do your own um, convention. Do whatever you want. Who, throw, if you want to have two people on the primary, I don't care. Everybody should vote on the primary. Well, and if you tend to well, lean I, for the people who are of those parties, whatever. Well, here's where I – but to be honest with you, here's where I would disagree with that because, I, you know, I mean I understand the concept of, uh, of uh, having any open primaries, but here's where I would disagree is because let's say, for instance, California, uh, for instance, and you're, you, know, you, you want to get a Repu- – or, or Massachusetts for that matter. Of course, it didn't really help with Romney, but, um, but let's pick California for instance. You know, if you have an open primary and you allow people who are liberals and Democrats to vote in the Republican primary, there's probably a really good chance that your your Republican is going to yeah. end up being a liberal. You know what I mean? But, you're, but you not, just, you're probably you not going to get a conservative. Get, what's that? You, you tripped over your own words. You said if Democrats are allowed to vote in a Republican primary, you you don't have Republican primaries. You don't have Democrat primaries. You have a primary. A primary, and that the Republicans want to have a convention and go decide who they want to put on the primary ballot, that's fine. They could put two people on the primary ballot if they wanted to, but that primary ballot is owned by everybody. I don't care what party you are. The Constitution Party can have their candidates out there, whoever else. The Libertarians would have theirs out there. You might have a primary ballot that could have 10 or 20 different presidential candidates. They would be affiliated with a party if they want to, but everybody votes. And the top five or ten or whatever it be that made the top five, I would say, out of the presidential would go to the general ballot. It wouldn't matter. You could end up. Oh, okay. So that, 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 well, that, well, that that's a different. That would be a different form of an open primary, because uh, there are some well, states that do open, open primary, but they're not. But but I mean, anybody can. Well. But that's kind of a different spin on an open primary. Open, to my understanding, no, that's an open what an primary, open primary now, is. 
Well, I'm here in Florida. We have closed primaries. They, there are closed primaries. Republicans vote in certain primaries. Democrats vote in others. The other parties so don't like even get too. a primary. Yes. So, so we don't have open primaries today. They're controlled by the parties. We, we should have an open primary. Uh, right now in Florida, and the, I don't know if Nathan's out there listening, but he can, he can qualify this. I believe somewhere to the tune of 50% of the voters, registered voters in Florida, are no party affiliated. They're the one, and we don't get to vote in the primary. What would happen if all the no party affiliates, the true independent patriot voters out there who don't care about stupid parties, had, had a vote in that primary? They should not be allowed to control. Two political parties, two private entities should not be allowed to own the ballot, and they do. Open primaries. We all get to vote. Hey, Sally, that's constitutional. <laughs> I know. What a, what a concept. What a concept. And it, the, that kind of stuff is at the state level. So the people of the state can change it. We can demand Florida have open primaries. Now, we can go into the constitutional issues. As we talk about the Electoral College and stuff. There is absolutely no reason why two private yeah, well, organizations control the, the delegates. But, but the, the, from my understanding, again, the, the type of open primary you're talking about isn't what the t- – because the, there are states that do have open primaries. What that open primary election mm-hmm. does is that it, it has voters who aren't affiliated with any political party can vote for partisan candidates. So you could be a non non you you could be a non registered not registered or registered for a different party and you could vote in someone else's party. That that's how our that's how the traditional open primaries are. Correct. That that's that's how that's how and, those work. But you're talking and, about a different type of, of open primary. No, than what I'm, not. I'm I'm talking about we, the we have. same thing. I'm talking about one presidential primary. You would have one primary for the presidential candidates. Any and if again, if the Democratic Party and the Republican Party want to go have a party in Las Vegas or Miami or wherever they want to go, they can go out there and say, you know, as a private organization with Republican members, well, this is who we want to put on the ballot for the primary. Right, but and hey, but by the way, we like two of them. But what, but what I'm saying is, you, you, let's say you have four parties, because I, I voted for Green Party people. I mean, I I, I voted in the Green Party primary. Okay, but in Ohio, in Ohio, you know, in Ohio, you have to be registered for that party. To, to, you you get you could go in, you could ask for a ballot, and vote for whoever. Okay, but there's four there's there's four parties. They have four candidates. They all could be on the ballot. It just means that you know no, I no, can I could be a Republican and vote. I could be a Republican and I could vote and I could vote for a Democrat and, and for the Democrat. Well, that's exactly true. But the whole point, the the entity. The political entity as a private organization, which is what they are, the Republican Party is a private organization, the Democrat is, the Libertarian is, they're all private. They should go out there and decide who they want on the ballot. If they want to put two or three other people on the primary because they think they have a better chance, then they should do that. If they want to put one person on the primary and put all their money behind one person on that primary ballot, that's what they should do. And here in in Florida… The county, at the county level, we have nonpartisan races. It doesn't matter what party you are in. In, in the, the primary, everybody votes in the primary, and the top two uh, contenders, if nobody gets 50, more than 50% in the primary, it goes to the general ballot, and then the top two people go to the general ballot. 
That is how we have open primaries at the county level here in Florida today. The same thing should be done at the federal level, the state and the federal level. Well, see, you, you're, you're talking about different types of you – know, well, we obviously, we were talking about two different types of open primaries. Well, that's what else the, the point I'm trying to make, where we're talking about two different types of open primaries. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in uh, – we definitely want to have more of a discussion on that, on, on that topic as the closer we get to – well, we're in the primaries yeah. now, but um, unfortunately, they're about, they're about done. But let's go ahead and bring – yeah, because I, I was talking more nationally. You were talking about uh, more local, it sounds like. I was talking about no, national. I'm talking, I was both. talking about national I'm, I'm talking both. I'm talking both. But the, the political parties. Well, should you're not saying own how it should be. I'm line. saying I'm saying how the how the open how the, how the national open, how the national open primaries are. Let's go. As I said, we'll we'll discuss that later. That's not yeah. part of our discussion tonight. But let's go ahead and bring in Susan. Susan, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you? <laughs> Funny you should ask that. <laughs> I went to the doctors to have a final thing then and I rolled off the table and landed on the floor. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all stiff and sore now. He said I was only the second person in seventeen years to accomplish that feat. <laughs> so anyway, uh what are we talking about at the moment? I we've kinda of gone back and forth here. I'm not even sure where we're at. Well, the well, the main the, the main topic tonight, we'll be, as you know, sometimes we get off on tangents here on the show. Uh, but the main topic yeah. is right now, until we move over to the next one, is we're talking about, uh, of course, you know, the illegal immigration, the, the influx, you know, the, the pouring in from the you know Central America, uh, Central America. Uh, that, that's what we've been discussing so far. And of course, you know what what Trump needs okay. to do. Personally, I think he needs to put tanks on the border. But go ahead. I thought for some reason we were getting to justice can or you know picking a supreme court uh judge another one is that I mean, not it, was, on the it was mentioned tonight? but i mean that wasn't one of the main topics oh okay uh you can pre- because to me what yeah go ahead uh, you know you know Sounds like that's what you want to talk that, about <laughs> Well, no, I no, not really that so much as the Supreme Court itself. Um, instead of limiting the size and scope of the federal government, the courts have turned the government into a servant of Wall Street bankers. Okay, do, do you think that the justices are appointed for lifetime terms? Oh, you're, you're asking what? I'm sorry. Do you believe that justices are appointed for lifetime terms? Do you think they are the chief justices? Supreme Court justices? Well, yeah, I mean they're they're they are they're you know they're appointed for a lot. You know, Wrong. Either that, or they get impeached, or they decide to retire. Well, let let's if answer you, that from the standpoint that they have to be of good behavior. For lifetime exactly. Terms. If if you well, then, impeach, you, you right. can impeach a justice. Yeah, you for can bad, impeach, you yeah, can impeach a justice. A yeah, periods yeah. of Congress, good behavior. Congress has to be the one to do that, uh, Susan. It's it takes the impeachment of Congress to say they're not on good behavior, and the fact now that Congress is not doing their job and that the Supreme Court is not on good behavior is another reason why Congress can do a term limit, and that is what we're pushing for now, 
is requesting a term limit. Now, Kennedy is going to retire, and the Democrats are trying to postpone that to 2020, where Trump can't do that. So there's a big political issue here of what is considered to be uh, non-term limit and why we should go to term limit. And, you know, when Sally is talking about the Electoral College, uh, Robert, we have to get into the fact that there's a lot of confusion on the fact that there is not supposed to be a president and vice president on the same ballot. Uh, there's not supposed to well, be yeah, political parties. Yeah, there's the, the corporations, uh, the violation of the Constitution, uh, how, you know, and everybody's getting into all these stories, and we need to get back into what we were discussing and that was that the Supreme Court did rule in Trump's favor on the immigration policy. They did uh, uh, go in his favor on invaders. Uh, they, he, they did restrict uh, certain things. But the back into the fact that the complete political arena and everybody's voting for an example in Florida, $50 million being spent for a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, it cost you $11,000 to be on the ballot, and Trump should be running it in as an independent, but you can't get even an independent to sit there and, and, and get on the uh, on the ballot or, or be nominated uh, who's better qualified than uh, uh, Scott and Nelson in Florida. So it's, it's a big story of total corruption and lack of uh, enforcement of our Constitution by our Congress and the House of Representatives. Well, Madison said the Supreme Court is not the final word on the Constitution. The final arbitrator of the Constitution is vested in the states and Correct. the people. The Correct. representatives have lawful authority to interpret the meaning of the Constitution. They fail to do their job properly. They can be voted out of office. If you were a coach for the 49ers, would you want the coaching staff of the Oakland Raiders to decide when their defensive backs have committed pass interference? There you go. So We um, actually wrote an article that the state governors and the state uh, senators do not have to uphold a rule of law passed by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court cannot make laws. They can only interpret. And if they, in fact, uh, misrepresent their interpretation and it's in violation of the Constitution, which they have done on the First, Second, and Tenth Amendment. We'll just take those three and how the Supreme Court and yet the state of Florida and other state governors are, and we'll take same-sex marriage versus the fact that the Supreme Court made a rule of law which violated the state of Florida's Constitution. So our problem is we don't have governors doing their job. We don't have senators, House of Representatives doing their job. We have Sawyers, who has been proven to be behind uh, the uh, uh, investigations. We've, we found that he was actually the paperwork behind McCain, uh, the 501c3s and the, and the churches, and yet we haven't, in, we haven't taken away his naturalization. We haven't done anything against him. And yet we're talking about all these subjects, and the first thing you need to do is get Sawyers out of the country. Eighty percent of everything on immigration stops right there. Right. I agree. 
And by the way, one of the Supreme Court judges I think should go bye bye is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg, sure. yeah. Yeah. She's she's not good. And she should deserve to be fired or whatever they do to him, dismiss him. Well, you know, Ruth Ginsburg was the was the Supreme Court justice who came out and said our constitution's antiquated. And and here's a person who took a sworn oath to uphold it, and she actually came out and made a public statement to that effect. How does that uh, make America consider, you know, all her rulings? You know, she's gone above and beyond. Now, she should be impeached. As soon as she She made that statement, she should have been impeached. Did you hear me? She looks antiquated. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's a serious thing when a Supreme Court justice... Yeah, has no regard for the Constitution she's supposed to be uh, making decisions on, and you know, and 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 interpretations of our laws. And you know, that, that you might as well. It, it's like uh, somebody in the military. You know, uh, you take a sworn oath, oath to uphold the, the military, and then you go out and you, and you you know put signs up saying you know uh, I'm anti-American or something like that you know you, you violate your oath and there's been many people who've been kicked out of the military after you know who've done that she, she should have been impeached immediately we don't need somebody like that she's a she's a curse to the process and yet they keep her in so once again the the corruption of what's going on in this country has extended itself to just about every avenue of what America's pathway should be. You know, there's just no way America could progress into being, and it's still the American dream because we've yet to reach that. And and there's no way we're going to reach that with all the obstacles that are thrown in front of us now. Well, speaking of that, I think that's a good segue. I think that's a good segue to our our next section because, I mean, we've uh, used about half of uh, the time I wanted to discuss this, but we, we can have that go into the last hour. Uh, you know, because I think this is, of course, is a, a big topic as well. And this is more about Peter Stroke. It's uh, again, you can find this article for, uh, on the Bard's Logic Political website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And it says, uh, as former top FBI official Peter Stroke faces congressional requests to testify, it's worth examining who he is. Stroke, uh, Stroke is uh, the subject of what. I see as one of the most damaging conclusions of the Department of Justice Inspector General report as the, nas- as the nation's top FBI counter-espionage official. He's indicated a, quote, willingness to take official action to impact Donald Trump's electoral prospects, specifically while working on the Hillary Clinton classified email investigation in August 2016, Stroke wrote that he and an unnamed others would stop Trump from getting elected. He shared his intentions with at least one other FBI official, attorney Lisa Page. Stroke isn't just any rank-and-file guy spouting off in one ill-advised email. His fingerprints were on every FBI investigation that stood to impact Clinton's presidential candidacy or to hurt Trump before and after the 2016 election. He was chief of the FBI's counter-espionage section and number two in the FBI's counterintelligence division. He led the team of investigators in Clinton's classified email probe and led the FBI investigation into alleged Russian interference in the election. He was also involved in the controversial anti-Trump steel dossier used in part to obtain multiple secret wiretaps. 
He was one. He was the one who interviewed Trump advisor Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who pled guilty of lying to the FBI, only later to learn that agents reportedly didn't think he lied. And Stroke was the top FBI official, top in quotes, FBI agent appointed to work on the team of special counsel Robert Mueller to investigate alleged Trump Russia. Someone stop that uh, background noise, okay? Appreciate it. Uh, collusion. The earth-shattering findings on Stroke by the inspector general confirmed a citizen's worst fears. A high-ranking government intel official allegedly conspired to affect the outcome of a U.S. presidential election, like, <clears throat> instead of the, uh, the the Russians, it looks like. It's also directly relevant to the FBI investigations of the Trump-Russia collusion, which the IG did not examine in this report, and I think he should have. Uh, there are multiple allegations of FBI misbehavior in that inquiry, including conspiracies to frame Trump and improper spying on Trump and associates. Investigating those allegations uh, takes on an added sense of urgency with news that the FBI's top counter-espionage official expressed willingness to use his official position against a political enemy. Yet for all that, Stroke is still collecting a salary courtesy of the taxpayers at the FBI Human Resources Department. And here's the chilling part. If it weren't for the IG's investigation requested by Congress, He'd, still, he'd likely still be helping lead Special Counsel Mueller's investigation of Trump today. An attorney for Stroke reportedly says Stroke is willing to answer calls to testify to Congress because he thinks that his, character, his position, character, and actions all have been misrepresented and caricatured as he wants an opportunity to remedy that. The IG, the IG says he cannot be certain that all of Stroke's text messages were recovered. Stroke has said his texts were not nefarious, and his investigations were fair. And it gives a small sample of some of his texts. I'm sure you guys heard a lot of them. But you can find that article uh, on the Bard's Logic Political Talk website uh, from there. So let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you for your thoughts and comments on that. Uh, oh, I hate this computer's acting up. I'm sorry. Well, then let's go it up, Thomas, and bring it back to you uh, for that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, Rod, this is something that goes far beyond Peter Stroke. You know, they, no FBI agent's going to openly say what he was saying in emails that he know is, you know, is part of public documents. No one's going to say that unless they know they have the blessings of the people above them. His arrogance is probably part of what's going to hopefully eventually take him down. You know, this, is a, this was a larger concerted effort to attack Trump before the election and even after the election. If you recall, when uh, congressional investigative committees sought those emails, the part about him saying we're going to take Trump down was redacted. And they had to make additional requests because the, the, the FBI was trying to make claims that this was, you know, national security stuff and so on and so forth. They had to make additional requests to get that cleaned email, and that's how this has come out now. That should have come out a year ago, point in fact. But even yet, the FBI is in collusion with this. They're not coming out and being open with the congressional committees investigating this. And even the Department of Justice is still stalling. I mean, it's phenomenal. you got Sessions in there, but there are people, other people in there who are still Obama. 
Obamaites, are in there stalling this. So we're, are we going to get the information out? I think Trump needs to have a second term before we get all this information out, because this goes far beyond anybody else, and this ties in, and it's, of course, is my speculation, this clearly ties into the Clintons and Barack Obama. Barack Obama was just a puppet, if you ask me, and the Clintons was the ones behind us because of all the influence that they've had over the years with, with all these agencies, because this is a phenomenal thing that the FBI and the Department of Justice will not turn over information to congressional committees. Yeah, and, that, and it's uh, as, as him being a puppet. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I could definitely you know, see that. You know, with with him. I mean, I mean, the Clinton seemed to run things for a very long time, and hopefully, uh, we'll get you know a lot of that, that stuff exposed. I mean, I, thought, I was hoping to be honest, and you've heard me more on this, you know, on the shows, past shows. You know, I was hoping to get more out of the IG report, but I guess we'll just you know, you know take what you know we can get. But I mean, it's still, you know, it sounds like you know, at least with the emphasis that's being put on it. Uh, is, is pretty damning, and you know, and that's of course if Trump gets a uh, a second term, which of course that's one of the reasons why they're trying to make Trump look as bad as they can, uh, because the Democrats don't really have anything uh, that they can. Re- they don't have anybody right now that they could go up against Donald Trump and win at this point. So of course they have to, in my opinion, is try to get uh, the Democrats in there uh, to win the House and the Senate, get Trump impeached. Uh, because I think that, uh, you know... They'll never get him impeached. Which, There's just nothing out there to impeach him on. That's an absolute... Right, but they're going to they're gonna try. Yeah, but I still think they may try, and because I, I think that they they would have an easier chance of trying to beat Pence, uh, control Pence, in my opinion. I mean, there's some things, you know, especially with what he's doing with the space program, I really like Pence for, but I just don't know if he has the strength. Uh, to go up against what what Trump's uh, battling with, they don't have a candidate. Democrats don't have a candidate that, that I could beat Trump yeah. in twenty twenty. And Pence is a cardboard cutout, you know, like most of them. That's that's the gist of this whole thing. Donald Trump. And we know Donald Trump as a New Yorker. We know Donald Trump from way back in the 80s and stuff. Donald Trump now is the Donald Trump he's always been. He's brash. He's rude. He's outspoken. He doesn't care about what other people think. And that's what you're seeing now. What you're seeing is what you're getting. He's the same person that he was then, except for the one thing that he's always been consistent on. He always cared about America. You know, and and he he is in in one form or another, if you will, a true patriot. You know, but they, they, that's not what they want in Washington D.C. They want a cardboard cutout who they'll film some breadcrumbs, say, yeah, you could do this, that, and the other, and you'll look good for America. But we, in the background, who've established ourselves in D.C., we control everything. They're not getting that. That's why right now we only have one branch government that's operating in America, and it's the executive branch. I said that as soon as he got elected. Because Republicans don't like him, Democrats despise him, and everybody else is confused about him. So the, the, we only well, got one branch off. running this this country right now, and it's the executive branch. But everything that he's been doing so far has been a plus for America, and that's why the media is going crazy bonkers because they don't know what to do. So they got to spin and lie and throw propaganda out there to try to tarnish his character. But point in fact, in the in the short period of time he's been in, in, in office, he's done more than Barack Obama's ever done in eight years. 
Well, I tell you what, uh, and, and they're ticked off too because they don't feel like he's uh, earned his stripes, so to speak. Uh, you know, wasn't you know moving himself up through the ranks uh, to be president of the United States, uh, and so that that's what I mean. I think that's got a lot to do with it. And we do have uh, Suzette in the line, but uh, first let's go before we get to that in. Uh, I want to get uh, some other comments uh, briefly before we bring uh, you in, Suzette. Thank you very much for coming to the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it back to uh, Dr. Tolbert. Uh, John and Sally, if you guys want to make some, uh, Susan, some uh, quick comments on on the article, and then we'll bring Suzette in, and then we'll get more in depth on you know, you know on this uh, topic for this evening. Okay, Dr. Talbert. Yeah, and as always, you know, the articles that are written sometimes get into a different direction, and I think we have to stay on board of the fact that Pence has to. Be, we talk about this all the time that Pence has to be taken out of places and positions as well as Kelly. There is a total misorganization of the entire branches of the government right now. And I just want to stay silent and let everybody else talk on that because I think we're misunderstanding the, where I try to keep getting us back to is the OAS and immigration. Go ahead, uh, Robert. Oh, well, this this is actually the, yeah, our kind of our second topic for this evening. I like to try to carry you know three topics for for the night, um, and then you know we have it's a three hour show, so each I try to get it where it's one hour per. Uh, but sometimes I know we do uh, you know go on with one one particular topic for for longer. I mean, and there's certainly some nights we could do more than just a three hour yeah, show. I'm going uh, to be but, like Susan tonight. What are you talking about? Well, also, of course, you know, the, the Russia gate's collapsing. I think this whole thing with the IG report uh, may be turning out better than what we think. I think the more that comes out with this, the more, you know, the, the more we're not going to, you know, the less and less, I should say, we're going to hear about this whole, uh, you know, Russian collusion uh, thing. I think it, eventually it's going to, you know, collapse on itself because, you know, Thomas just said there's just not anything out there. Um, well, and eventually yeah, I think and, it's going to Tom- fall apart. Right, and we talked about that for several weeks now, how until they fire the guy that's the IG for his misrepresentation, the fact that 90% of the documents have not been uh, given to the courts uh, or to the IG, how the IG paperwork is now coming up with a conclusion of uh, the Clinton administration working with Russia, how Obama knew about Russia and uh uh, the Clintons, how Obama hit all this, and instead of them going after Obama and Clinton, the IG is actually hiding documents, as still is the FBI. So the only way Trump is going to be able to do anything, his first step has to be to fire the IGs, which he can do. Secondly, to completely get rid of session, completely reorganize the FBI, take Homeland Security, CIA, combine it into one department, and take the executive authority as the letters we wrote him in February. If he doesn't do that, he's going to continue with problems. Um, at this time, if I can just jump in there again. Uh, yeah, he's an Obama holdover. Go ahead. 
Now, I just wanted to say what Dr. Tobit is telling you, we have a, he has to raise a serious red flag here. What's going on is phenomenal. I mean, he appoints Jeff Sessions in there, and we still can't, the con Congress still can't get the information of everything that occurred during this Russian collusion, allegedly, from the Department of Justice. My God Almighty, what else do we got to do? You know, I mean, the yeah, Department I mean, of Justice is not so. The FBI is still stalling on a lot of stuff. It's phenomenal. You got a new president there, and these agencies are still loyal to the Clintons and Obama. Americans should be very afraid of what's going on here. I'm telling you, I've said this right after he got, uh, right after Trump got elected. We only have one branch of government running this country right now, and that's the executive branch. Everybody else is too afraid to bring out the truth. I mean, how could you have all these enforcement agencies not comply? They're, they're just, it's in your face, and we're not going to comply. This is a duplication of what they all did when Obama was in office, when the IRS wouldn't comply, and the DOJ under Eric Holder wouldn't comply, and he got impeached. I mean, it's on and on. It's in your face, America. We have to be very afraid about what's going on, because now we've got a president that was duly elected and is opposite of the perspective that Obama had, and yet all these agencies are not falling in line. They're still defiant, and they're following Obama and the Clintons. We have to be very scared, people. Robert, can I jump in? I was actually getting ready to bring you in, John. You must have been reading my mind, and then we'll go to uh, Sally and Susan, and then I want to get uh, Suzette in. Go ahead, John. Well, it just seems like everybody wants to rule the world. See, I do. Like I was talking <laughs> go ahead. Just like I was talking about last week, we got multi-factions. There's all kinds of people in each different department, the executive group as well as any of the other, whether it be legislative or whatever, judicial, have so many different factions in them. Trump presents his own faction. And then when he's having to fight the other multi-factionist people that are embedded within the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and the executive department who are working on behalf of their particular faction's interest, whether it be Marxist, fascist, socialist, communist, whatever-ism, you know, or derivative thereof, he's fighting them, and that's why they continue to try to, like um, Tom and everybody's been saying, stonewall him on getting all of his appointments and nominations for his people that he's been trying to put throughout his cabinet in the different places. They keep stonewalling, and then they are, many of those different factions, use other factions against each other, but they're all still colluding with the corporate global interest group, because those people that have money are able to position the situation where we get to pick three or four, you know, our choices to pick are from three or four of their people. So, therefore, no matter what, heads they win, tails they win. Or heads they win, tails we lose. But Trump, because he was a billionaire and he had all the money to fight against the system himself, and he was... Somebody uh, got some background noise that. going in there. Hopefully we can get rid of that. Go ahead, John. Yeah, if you're not talking, just mute your mic so that way there's no background noise. But uh, if uh, the wealthy folks, you know, have the money to put their different candidates in place, and then all we get to choose from is tweedly dumb, tweedly dumber, and tweedly dumbest, and they're all from the 
7428. Uh, if you'd like to end the show, push the one on your number dial. We'll get you in. Someone's playing some pans back there or something. But let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Sally. Thank you. Okay, yeah. We got to, uh, again, Americans have to face the truth of what's happening. We we are under attack, the enemies from within. What these people are doing to undermine the elections, to totally violate the laws, it's a violation of their oath and everything they do. They should be um, – they should all be – being charged and in jail at this point because they are these are acts of treason these are things to destroy the country you know it's 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 amazing nobody wants to say the t word these are acts of treason when you are undermining the government when you refuse to uphold the law you are in fact destroying this country excuse me so i don't understand you know why we can't we have no rule of law I mean, truthfully, what is the rule of law is, is such a farce. Hillary Clinton, for example, would be is should be in jail now. So there is no rule of law. The the enemy we we have been um, under siege for so long here, and most people just you know, I guess a big part of it's through public education, the dumbing down of Americans, and of course propaganda media. We don't want to face the facts. We want to say, oh, nothing like that can ever happen to America. America can't be attacked. Well, didn't 9-11 wake us up? And look at the things we knew back then. Those who were involved then, they knew what was going on, and they did nothing. At what point are we going to say these people are, I don't care that you're part of the FBI. If this is what you're doing, you're corrupt, you're, you are in fact a traitor and a, a treasonous traitor, and you need to be removed. You need to be in jail. You need to be charged for the actions of what you're doing. But everybody who acts like it's not politically correct. It's not politically correct to be an American. It's not politically correct to defend your country. So we stand here and watch why they destroy the country. And these people are destroying this country from every different level. We have this influx of immigration, which is the, the invasion of it that way. While in, you know, what does it say? What does it mean when you have people who take an oath to the Koran instead of to the Constitution and to the Bible. Are these people truly, genuinely believing in America? How do you do that? So, okay, let's go ahead and have a bunch of anti-Americans take over the House, take over the Senate, take over the FBI. It's, you know, at what point do we wake up and realize the enemy is amongst us? Just because you're an American doesn't mean you believe in America. Now you do have different rights. You know, you're not supposed to the, – the illegals don't have rights whether anybody wants to admit it or not. But as an American, you do have rights. You have a right to be a communist. However, if you are a, an American communist, you, are not, you do not have the right to go into the FBI and go and undermine our, our government and our country and our sovereignty. That is what you call treason. So when are we going to do something about these people who are doing this? Americans have to wake up. We are under attack. Why do you think they're so gung-ho about taking away the guns? The guns are the things that do keep us safe, even though most people, um, are so unfortunately, way too many Americans think guns are for duck hunting. But right now, it's, it, we better keep those guns because this is going to come back on us. As it was mentioned, I remember it was John or whether it was uh, Tom, whoever, they, they are positioning themselves to create a major civil war unrest in this country and then that's when they will have control if we don't have the way a way to arm ourselves and defend ourselves we will be totally the, the united states will not exist anymore we'll be gone and i mean that, and that's really the way i see it we are under attack so badly people better wake up yes america can fall and i think it was reagan who said 
Freedom is only a generation away. It do, it only takes one generation to totally destroy this country. And we're doing such a good yeah, job well, they did say that. dumbing down Americans. And we're there. So, yeah, we are. And, so uh, that's, uh, that's my thoughts. Susan, would you like to add on to that? Um, I, I, I had something of my own, so I, it, it's about Trump and immigration, but it's really not about them. I had just wanted to tell you that nobody can do a job if they have idiots who won't do things that are supposed to be supporting them. And Senator Mark Rubio claims it's unwise of the president to have cast most uh, immigrants as criminals. So he did this whole interview thing, and I'm thinking, like, he said, I think most people are crossing the border because they want something better. Well, if they're coming here because of Marco Rubio's play, if they got another thing coming, they can just go back home and take him with them because he's nuts in the head. And I don't see how anybody, President Trump or anyone, can do their job with some idiot like that making his rash comments. I can't believe anybody even supported him uh, for president. Rubio is who I'm speaking of. Oh, what a mockery of. So that's my thought on something that probably has nothing to do with what she said. Let's go ahead and bring in uh, Suzette. Thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hello, Suzette. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you, Robert. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hello? Go Thank ahead. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Uh, well, the email investigation, the IG report, um, it seems to be that the Democrats were pushing a different narrative, or trying to anyway, claiming that Trump was not absolved of any charges or accusations or anything having to do with Russia, okay, because it was a Clinton email investigation of the agencies that had conducted the investigation. And um, But they used that and said there was no bias. But when you heard the OIG speak, he did say that the, the bias was on the decisions that they had made in each process, that they were irrational. And um, and so that was where the bias fit in. And so it's easily twisted, and that's what they're doing, and that's bad. Um, but I agree with what um, Susan had said, and, and um, I'm sorry I didn't catch the, uh, the, uh, Kelly or the other lady that was on there speaking. I don't uh, know Sally? I didn't catch Sally, yes, Sally. She was dead. She was spot on. Good job, Sally. You called it um, with a lot of things this evening. Thank you. You enlightened my mind. <laughs> but um, the Horwitz himself, I think, is caught in the middle. You know, he has to play the. Did you? I'm sorry. Before I go on, did you uh, did you look up the OIG and get the um, definition for that, or to find out what that actually was and how that worked, Robert? The Organization of American States and how it works with the 35 countries involved. Is that your questions? Um, no, the Office of Inspector General, as as, as okay. it pertains to the DOJ. Didn't you read that last week? 
Well, I thought Robert was going to look a little bit more into that so we knew exactly what he did and, and how that worked. But, um, okay, so while generally cautious about criticizing the Inspector General Michael Horwitz's report on the Clinton email investigation because we don't know what's brewing behind the scenes, um, there was bias, undoubtedly. But the bias itself, they didn't know if it actually influenced the investigation. I say it did. That's kind of obvious. Well, even Trey Gowdy <laughs> said that when he was uh, had him on, you know, in front of con- or the committee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, they had um, Peter Strzok, and there were 50 other people in the FBI that were receiving tickets and, you know, gifts from the media in order for the FBI agents to leak information to them. And, you know, whatever information it was, it was usually negative against Trump. Not only that, but why did the FBI prioritize the Trump-Russia investigation over the Clinton reopening uh, um, investigation of her emails? That didn't make sense either especially because they had evidence. <laughs> they had the laptop with everything, you know, and yet they chose to prioritize the Trump Russia, and they really hadn't had anything substantial with it. And the texts originally from Peter Strzok and uh, Lisa Page weren't made public. They were redacted at first, and it was only after Congress and even um, Judicial Watch had taken it to court under the Freedom of Information Act was able to get that unredacted. We still have missing names, of course, but for the most part, you know, we do have some key ones. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I'm with you on the Jeff Sessions thing. It's like, what is he doing? He's in the bushes somewhere. I have no idea. <laughs> he yeah, he ain't doing anything. <laughs> I mean, they're just, this is just walking right over him. And Congress has... Um, the tools to work with, but they are limited. They can't prosecute anybody. They can recommend um, investigations, which they did, and then Jeff Sessions said, oh, well, instead of a special counsel, let's um, let's have the inspector general investigate it. Well, he can't do anything either. <laughs> he can investigate Yeah, I mean, he, it, has but, no, he has no real power to do anything, just investigate, huh? Yeah, so it was a waste of time, in my opinion, a waste of time and a waste of money. Anyway, thank you. He can, he can only talk to people who are actually inside the organizations. I mean, once they're outside, he can't touch them. That's true. That's true. Very true. Well, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. No, well, we'll definitely keep, uh, you know, keep, you know, keep the mic open. Um, and so hopefully, you know, I mean, you know, as I said, I mean, I know when it, when the IGA report first came out, I was pretty disappointed. I thought there'd be more. I think it may be even be still being played up a little more than what you know it should be. I was hoping to have you know they keep saying oh the bombshell report. It's like well maybe if they would it would just been more. But again you know as I think it was yourself Dr. Tolbert pointed out that you know you know the IG's a, a whole else he was appointed by Obama. So I mean you're really not going to have I, I really not don't think he's going to put anything in there that's going to uh, lead things back to to Obama. I just don't think that that would happen. Um, right. Now, of course, you haven't heard anything much from Comey in a while either. He's kind of faded out into the background, uh, kind of like uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Maybe they're all out having a party somewhere. <clears throat> but uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we're not even at Bart's Lunch after dark yet. Um, but anyway, no. uh, so you're really not here, and that's what I'm saying. I think it, you know, I think it may even, you know, the rush, Russia Gate. I think it's finally starting to implode in on itself. Uh, I think, you know, the media and the, and, and the Democrats and those who even, you know, were, were you know, putting this thing together didn't think that there's going to be this much of a, of a backlash, you know, against it. I really don't. Not, and it's not, it's not a backlash, you know, just from, well, you know, from Donald Trump. I mean, Trump's supporters, I mean, they've been trying to, they've been trying to break uh, Donald Trump supporters away from him and all the, you know, and all their attempts to, to, to break Trump supporters from him, all they're doing by all this stuff is galvanizing his support. Right. Exactly, exactly. And when you think about the as far as the Russia, there is since there is nothing there, they're going to keep going with it as, as long as possible. And that's unfortunate because this email Clinton thing investigation isn't tied to that. And so they're going to continue it and drag it out as long as they can. But what they did find out recently is that all the connections of the people that made attempts to contact and, I don't know, sell information to Trump campaign people. Each one of those persons, they said it was only three, but there were actually six. And each one of those persons has ties to the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> and so no. that, we're finding that very interesting now, yes, as far as that goes. Um, when you have a chance, um, check out realclearinvestigations.com. And um, there's articles there and, and the ties. What's that? Did you say real clear investigations? Is that what you said? It. Uh huh. Yes. It was just telling me how many seconds there were before we go into Bard's Logic after dark, which apparently we are there. So if anyone's got uh, you know a cell phone or a phone that runs by battery, uh, don't let that run out because if that happens, unfortunately, you will not be able to get back into the show. Uh, either to listen or to chime in. Uh, we do have more folks on the line, so if you'd like to chime in, push the one on your number dial. We get oh, we lost Thomas. I just now said don't let the pot your, your phone drop, and we lost Thomas. Unfortunately, oh, that's frustrating when that kind of thing happens. Um, but the the next, you know, so what we'll do here is uh, if we want to close out this topic, we only spent about a half an hour, but we can't spend more. Uh, you know, if if people want to. Um, but you know there is uh let's see you know you know more we can go in you know go into there and then let's see I know there's another article uh that I ha- have here on the uh Bard's logic uh, uh website in the on the newsroom page and and this is uh it says Trump calls for live televised hearing of stroke other hating frauds at FBI Department of Justice says uh, President Trump blasted FBI agent Peter Stroke. Is his name really Peter Stroke? <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. We are truly in Bard's logic after dark. Okay, this guy's name is Peter Stroke. Oh, my gosh. I just now realized how hilarious that is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. His name is Peter now. Stroke. <laughs> oh, Some my God. Robert. Robert. Wow. Robert. <laughs> oh my gosh, man, man! I tell you what, you're right. It just it, it can't be much better than. Now I did uh, actually. I did have a, a client one time 
figure this one out. And this would be funny. His name was uh, his name was uh, Richard okay. Johnson. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, but uh, I digress. Uh, these funny names that some people have and, and find themselves in the top echelons of uh, politics. It's interesting. But anyway, uh, it says, Blessed Peterstroke on Monday night. I'm going to laugh every time I read his name now. Arguing that the hearing for the agent known as for his anti-Trump text messages should be shown to the public on live television. The hearing of Peterstroke. <laughs> oh, my God. And the other hating frauds at the FBI and DOJ should be shown. On the public, on live television, not a closed door, which they said, they, you know, that from my understanding, they let it be behind closed door, doors because he conceded to, uh, you know, to the hearing, I guess. Um, and that's a tweet. It says, we should expose these people for what they really are. There should be total transparency. It says, Trump's candidates came just days before Stroke has testified before the House Judiciary Committee. Stroke apparently was willing to go before Congress, they but the committee issued the order for the June 27th appearance because he wouldn't confirm a specific date to appear. Fox News has learned. Stroke was involved in special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation before he was removed uh, following the revelation of several anti-Trump text messages with his bureau colleague and lover, Lisa Page. Uh, Justice uh, – gosh, I've got to be able to find a joke somewhere between their two names. But anyway, uh, Justice Department Inspector General Michael E. Horowitz report. On the Clinton email investigation released earlier this month, said Page text stroke in August 2016 prior to then-candidate Donald Trump's election night when saying Trump's not going to become president, right, right? No, he won't. We all know about that. No, we'll stop it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, basically, you know, that's that they're called for. It's probably not going to happen. Um but you know, you know, just much like uh, you know with Hillary Clinton. But at least I did get a laugh. Uh, did get a laugh out of it. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll go to the uh, the next topic. Let's say someone wants to make any closing comments on uh, you know either the the Russian gape or if you want to make some more comments on the uh, illegal immigrants uh, you know portion of our topic tonight. I, I believe. You may want to add on to that, uh, Susan. Is that correct? I want to add on to it. Well, you said earlier. I believe you said earlier something. You want to make more comments on uh, the illegal immigration and how it's being used to change America. Topic. Oh. Uh, I guess I'm lost. I thought there was something you wanted to add to that. I apologize. It, it, it's all right. I'm just saying that people like Rubio and all them are my stupid representative, Mike Simpson, Numbers USA just blistered him because he supported Paul Ryan's thing with the immigration. And I don't know where they find their brains at, on the ground or what, but um, I just sent him a blistering remark about how he wasn't getting my vote next time, and he's a very bad man. <laughs> speaking so, hopefully, speaking of Paul Ryan, when is he leaving? Soon, I hope. I thought he was retiring. Well, that's what I heard. But I, yeah, whatever happened to that? The year. 
Mm. Well, John McCain is dying and he's retiring, so I don't know. Well, he's going to be there till yeah, the they... end of his term. Yeah, I guess. Oh, kind of a, he's not running for re-election, that's all. He, he's he's still there until the uh, new election. Ah, I'll kind of be earlier. I'm too tired of him. I agree. I, could tell I, haven't, heard, I haven't heard anything about McCain. I haven't heard anything about McCain. What's the update on that? I don't want to digress too far, but... Yeah, the well, update he's still on alive. McCain is that he, yeah, <laughs> the update on McCain would be the fact that he was behind the uh, committees that did the 501c3s to stop people from coming in that were non-party and that were not supporting uh, the Republicans or the Democrat Party and that they're trying to, in Congress, to get McCain to go ahead and resign, uh, but he is not saying that he's going to yet. So that's the problem with McCain. And there was two subjects that I just want to bring up before I get off the show, and that's the fact that the president has uh, submitted the combination or, or combining the Department of Labor with the Department of Education, which has some negative and positive uh, impact on that people are going to try to tie under the possibility of Common Core as he closes down the uh, Department of Education and that the UN, uh, the president had just removed himself and the, uh, uh, the speaker uh, from the Humane uh, Committee of the UN, which is tied into the OAS, and so there's a bigger picture of the UN, the OAS, the immigration, and the restructuring and getting back to the 17 responsibilities that the executive and the Congress has, and that Trump is trying to reduce the federal government back to the Constitution. Oh, Robert? That's early up. Go ahead. I I I remember what I was going to say to you, but it wasn't about that. Um, Julian Assange, uh, he could have revealed the source of the leaked emails, but James Comney was a personally killed immunity deal with Julian, so he was after him. And I was like, everybody's after the whistleblower who told the truth and helped get Trump elected. So, you know, I'm not I'm not happy about that at all. I signed some kind of petition against Comey, but you know, he's the one that did it. He didn't want him to have immunity because he would reveal things that he wouldn't want to be have revealed. So now you know who to and I just it just irritates me to no end that people are not seeing this. I've had uh people even that are Republicans or, you know, people supposedly conservative, I don't like a and I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm not sure why, but I think you're just plain idiots. And then there's the liberals, the Democrats, that you say one bad word about McCain and they're all over you. Oh, my gosh. I've never, yet man is protected by everybody. I mean, there's some Republicans. You can't say anything. And and like I said, with Democrats, I've been personally shellacked for saying anything about him. 
and, and, and it's out there. He was a songbird. He was a traitor. He was, you know, and yet they go after someone like Julian Assange. Yeah, who know who who can figure it out? I can't. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, and real quick, because I know you got to go uh, soon, Dr. Troll, but I just want to uh, bring up, you know, just get some last comments from you, either about tonight or, or our next topic, which, of course, you know, uh, might be looking like uh, Trump's looking at two things, uh, working towards uh, some peaceful uh, solutions with two of our current, uh, what we would consider enemies, of course, one's North Korea at the summit. We'll see what comes from there. We haven't really heard a lot since the summit except that, you know, some repatriation of uh, some remains of some of the soldiers from the Korean War there. But we haven't heard a lot since, or at least I haven't. I guess they're too busy covering, you know, these, these uh, kids are being pushed towards our country. Uh, but also, of course, they also wants to solve, because, you know, I think Trump, I think one of the things Trump wants to do uh, as president is kind of resolve all these longstanding issues that the United States has had and be the one president who takes care of them all, really. Um, and I, I think that's one of his goals. I mean, he hasn't said that, but I think it really is just by the way he's acting um, and, and the things he's doing. So now he's got North Korea, but then there's talk about where he's got Kushner over, um, you know, talking to folks about getting, you know, some kind of uh, Palestinian and Israel peace plan uh, deal. Uh, so, you know, I got an article here, but I wouldn't have time to read it before you have to go. Uh, but but what's your thoughts on that? It looks like he does have uh, – uh, you know, again, Kushner out there, you know, I guess maybe they're getting ready to set up some kind of uh, summit or, or talks or things of that nature to, to try to get some resolution on there. But what have you heard, Dr. Tolbert, what do you think? My only comment is going to be the fact that the uh, Secretary of Defense is not being keyed in on anything that Trump is doing, that Uh, He was not aware of what was going on in Iran. He was not aware of what was going on in North Korea. Uh, That Trump is totally ignoring uh, the man he appointed as the Secretary of of Defense, and he's listening to other individuals. Um, I'm not in agreement or disagreement with the Secretary of Defense. Uh, I just feel that we are not organized the way we should be. I think the settlement with Palestine is a still a problem with Saudi Arabia and the other Muslims countries. Uh, the article we're submitting to the president for July is 91 pages. It will actually cover this subject. Uh, we're going to get into Islam, Sharia law. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, terrorism, uh, the articles concerning uh, how this is all tied together. Uh, that there was a passage uh, that has to take place. Uh, Trump, as the commander-in-chief, does not have a staff advising him properly. Uh, And I'm not going to say that the papers I send him every month are being absolutely reviewed, but there's definitely a good indication that what these talk shows are doing uh, are on top of it. Uh, Just in closing, I want to bring up a restatement of the fact that the VA bill did get signed within 30 days of our show that went in from uh, the 23rd of uh, April. Uh, The papers presented the 1st of May. 
the Congress signed off the 23rd of May. The president signed the bill the 6th of June. So if people don't think that Sally or Karen or you, Robert, or the papers submitted to the president are not having the impact, they need to rethink. So you guys all keep up the good work. And Sally, you need to bring up the information on transportation meeting in Florida uh, and that um, – did you go to it today, or is it Friday? Well, it was pretty interesting, Dr. Tolbert. The meeting that was for today was to was the what they call the right-of-way meeting, and we were going to go there and find out how much they had acquired for that 408 extension because they were going to use eminent domain to do it and things like this while we still have the other competing, conflicting projects. So, but they canceled that meeting. So we find it very interesting that they canceled the right-of-way meeting when, in fact, we had sent emails to them asking stuff about it. The other meeting, which is the biggie, the board meeting, is Friday. This is the Central Florida Expressway Authority in Orlando, and uh, it's at 10 a.m. We're really needing a big turnout there, and we're hoping to get people from a couple of different counties because this Expressway Authority, which started out controlling one county, now controls five counties, and they want to um, uh, they want to have this extension of this toll road in at the same time while they're expending, extending another one. But the toll road one, they would use eminent domain to take away people's ranches, destroy conservation land, take away people's homes, businesses, when they don't need to do Jeez. that, all because it's a moneymaker for the special interest. So we're out there fighting that one. And I am going to be there Friday at that meeting. And, and Thank the point you for mentioning it. Making, yeah, and the point that Sally's making that this is not just Florida. This is actually happening in all the 50 states that the governors that are currently in office and some of which are running for the U.S. Senate are not enforcing the Constitution. And with Sally's bringing to their attention, and the reason I'm trying to tie this together is because if you take something small and you look at the commerce or you look at the federal highway and you look at transportation and then you look at immigration, you look at the border walls, everything has a tie. You no longer have any rights. Uh, The education system where your money, uh, on the other day there was a show uh, concerning money uh, going toward Common Core uh, that is not being properly managed in our education system and the states are not properly managed our transportation is not properly managed uh our medical care is not properly managed all these items are all tying together to billions of dollars spent on illegal immigration uh supporting children that are coming in uh by the coyotes which is a common uh thing and it has been going on for over 50 years and people think it's something new uh there's so much that we can discuss any one item but if you take and put it together you're going to find it's one world power uh it's the uh uh different groups of individuals Uh, i keep bringing in the un and i keep bringing now in the oas because i have found a tie in a relationship and how the U.N. is controlling the 35 countries now, uh, that's got to be the next big thing we're going to see the United States taking more charge of. So, uh, Sally, I need you to uh, keep everybody briefed on this transportation thing because this is a multi-state problem. 
It sure is. You know, and Duffy, here in, in Florida, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, real quick, and we may be able to go a little bit more on that, but um, I do have Cindy on the line. She only has a little bit of a window here, so uh, I want to be able to bring her in. Um, uh, but thank you very much, Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you? And then we'll, we'll see if we'll forget that, or maybe we can even do a, a section of a, of, a, of a program for that topic. Uh, certainly. Go ahead, okay. Cindy. Hey, everybody. Um, well, first of all, I want to tell you, Robert, that the last couple of weeks when I, I've been calling in, I haven't been able to talk, but um, I've been calling in and listening, and um, the the lady never says press one on your dial if you want to get into the conversation anymore. I didn't know if you knew really? that or not. I, at least, that's what I, I, have, you, I don't yeah, know Yeah, that's interesting, else. too, and then. Yeah, there's something for those who are the followers of the show, and if you have not been receiving emails from me, uh, you know, from the show, uh, you know, to, to say there's been an episode, I've been trying to send those out for some weeks now, and without to any avail, that's one thing, some some things aren't haven't been working, uh, and so hopefully, you know, they'll be able to get those things fixed, I mean, it really curtails, you know, being able to get get those out, I mean, I don't know if other blog talk folks have been having that problem, I know I have. So, so where, what what happens is you're able to uh, share the link of the show uh, to your followers, and you know I guess it, go, it comes to them through an email. Uh, but I haven't been able to send that out. You push the button, you push the button, it never says message sent. Um, so mm-hmm. that's been kind of been a problem I've been having. Uh, so uh, that's the thing with there's you know other ways pe- people can share it out instead of me doing that. You can just again I've always tout this is, you know, just take the link that you used to come to the show tonight or, or go to Blog Talk Radio and, and get the link uh, for tonight's show. You know, just, you know, search, you know, Bard's Logic Little Talk, and you'll be able to get all the, the links that's shared out on your emails or your Twitter or whatever you use, Facebook, uh, you know, email people the link because, you know, that's going to be able to get the uh, the show out there uh, beyond the means that I've been having difficulty getting them out here. Um and, and Facebook too. I've, I've really been noticing, you know, some differences in Facebook as well. We all know that it, what Facebook's been doing to some conservative messages, and I'm starting to think that, you know, and I'm not. I know we joke around about NSA Bob, but I really am starting to think that there might be something going on there on on Facebook. Um, but anyway, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, so that's just one more thing to add to that. Um, I don't know if there's any changes. I but I'll have to, you know, when it gets some time, give them a call. We've been we've been dealing with some things here uh, on the homestead uh, lately uh, that I'm not going to go into. I mean, not against anybody, anybody, but you know, I got some personal friends on here, and that could be something we could do all fair. But <laughs> just for all the whole general public to, you know, hear my homestead stuff, uh, I, you know, pretty private person, so I'm not going to do that this time. But um, we do have some things going on, you know, going on here. But anyway, so. Uh, that's that's good news, Cindy. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Oh shoot! I pressed a button. I hope that I hope they don't call me. Oh, anyway. Um. So basically, what I wanted to talk about was, you know, um, my daughter-in-law is, you know, Mexican, and she keeps up with the Mexican news. And um, what we need to understand is this really is an invasion, um, uh, because. They don't really want to. Uh, I mean, they're not going to come across with guns and tanks, you know. But they cross and they do start trying to take over the, pol- the politics of the cities where they settle. And um, if you just look um, at who's the mayors and who's in the city councils, and 
uh, and who's in the legislatures, the state legislatures, especially all across the southern border uh, of American cities, um, they're, they're by and large, they're either white Democrats or they are Latino Democrats. There are a few exceptions. Um, you know, you got um, that guy in San Diego. Oh, what's his name? Morrison? Is that the one? Is that Morrison? And anyway, you got there's um, a guy in um, El Paso. I think he's a Republican. But by and large, there's a, there's almost all either Democrat white people or black people or mostly Latinos. So, um, well, La Raza, it's, right? It's just the same. It's the same technique. Uh, the same plan that uh, the, the Muslims have for for getting into um, power positions. But anyway, um, you know, there was one thing I and maybe I, I don't know if um, Dr. Tolbert's still on or not, but I had a thought about those children that they had separated from their parents. Um, I thought back to the Podesta thing and the Anthony Weiner thing, and I'm thinking, with all this child um, sex trade that's going on, I hope to God, I hope the Lord isn't going to allow um, that to be used for that kind of thing. I, I really, I'm worried about it, because, you know, that sex trade thing is very prevalent in the deep state, and I don't know where the investigation has gone for that. That really needs to be investigated, and I'm I'm really disappointed in a lot of things that are going on that I thought would be solved, things I thought would be solved when Trump got in, and they're not. So, you know, do you remember back when I said, you know, when first Trump first got elected, um, I said, well, he's either going to be the devil or he's going to be an angel, one or the other, and uh, there won't be any in-between for Trump. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, because the things that he has done so far have been supported by um, even the elitists, you know, the elitist Republicans in, in, uh, in the House and Senate. So I'm thinking, did he agree to do that stuff for them just so he could get elected and then there wasn't going to be anything else? None of the other stuff was going to be done. Hillary's not going to be prosecuted. Strzok, we don't know what. And by the way, his name isn't Stroke. It's Strzok or Struck. It's. I think the real pronunciation <laughs> oh, is. The real pronunciation is Struck, but the news nah. people have been calling him Struck. Well, Strzok fine, a lot, Peter so Struck. That's still that sounds more painful. It's, it's definitely not Stroke. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and by the way, I. Know, <laughs> I knew a really nice Richard Johnson too, so you need to let play off of the Richard Johnson. <laughs> anyway, okay. that name seems a little okay. redundant to me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, anyway, that's like naming somebody right, Jim Jim. Me. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or Jim anyway, James. Anyway, so. So anyway, I was just I was just wondering if anybody else had thought about that, um, you know, that possibility that 
those kids definitely needed to be kept with their parents, but they needed to be immediately sent back over the border. I, I don't understand why those people are even kept here and detained for any amount of time. They need to go back now. You catch them, you put them on a bus, send them right back over the border. It's that simple. What is all the people for? What's the the detention for? Yeah, the problem with that, Cindy, is the people that cross the border illegally have been gotten into a constitutional thing, that a statute that says once your feet are on the soil, we will retain you and hold you until such time we determine the reasoning behind your being here and then return you. But if you do not come, if you try to come across legally, they're not letting anyone from Venezuela or other countries come in with a visa to come in because of hardship and other problems. So Homeland Security is not doing their job right now. And because of that, the in, the people coming in touch in the border, whether they came from Cuba, the hundred and some thousand are now running the state of Florida that are totally were imprisoned and, and Rubio, or if they came in from other countries, uh, as long as I can stop you before you touch the soil of America, I can return you. And that's why they've set up the borders now and they've moved it inwards toward Mexico which is becoming more drug-infested. They have changed the perimeter lines in order to stop that, and that's why Trump's trying to build what I'm calling a virtual reality wall where you can sit there and stop this from manifesting. There's not the number that everybody's trying to tell you that are having this. Press is taking a 1,000 or a 500 people and trying to use these numbers into the multi-millions of, of children being separated where there's a 30, 40 million uh, illegals with their children sitting in America that haven't submitted any paperwork and cards. Uh, I am not for the E-Verify that everybody's pushing for, uh, but there is an issue we, where we sent to Trump and we said to him, you need to Take the OA, take the uh, Homeland Security, the CIA, the FBI. You need to stop them where they're at. You need to reorganize them, and you need to get the governors to do their job, and you need to get Congress to declare an invasion, and then take charge of this whole thing. And that's the next doing right now. He is actually reorganizing. He is actually taking the Constitution of the Amendment of Invasion. And he's forcing Congress, and that's why the Democrats have such a problem trying to force Trump out of office by now playing the game which they started to begin with. Does that answer your question? Well, sort of. It's just that, um, uh, I don't know, there's a couple of things in there that I, like, I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't be for E-Verify. What, what is, what's wrong with E-Verify? E-Verify is a socialist system that they're going to track and put tracking devices on every American citizen. Uh, It is what was done in communist countries and socialist countries. Uh, They are then going to be able to track and see where you're at all the time. Uh, People think that E-Verify... Well, they are and they're not, and that's one of our problems. 
Right. All of our and, cars and have our, tracking devices. Well, no, they do. They and people don't even realize you have tracking devices on your cars anymore. But yeah, it is it is a big question of the the legality of e-verify and that anyone that we go into the fact you got the state of California, you get a driver's license and we're going to let you become a voter and e-verify. There's going to be games played with the computer system. Um, There are the certain individuals in the United States that don't have license identifications and they're the minority population uh, this is going to cause a problem uh, with these groups of individuals, and it's not going to control the immigration through E-Verify. The state of Florida is trying to put it on its ballot. Uh, there's other states doing it. Uh, it all gets down to the show talking about should children be separated from the parents, and the a- answer is no, they should not be. They should yeah. be returned immediately back to their own country. If they come in, though, and touch the land, there's a problem now. You've got a person that's committed a crime, and do you keep the person committing a crime incarcerated, or do you keep well, them with wait. their child, and there you return them? And there's a big problem in that answer. Well, let me ask you this. Um, the, the, the legal, um, when you say they have to touch the land, I understand that that is, a state uh, issue that the state decides. Um, That's correct. What, like, That's for instance, correct. Florida decided. Florida decided um, that if the Cubans um, made it and could touch the the beach, to the beach, they got on their little inner tube and they actually got to the beach without dying first. Then they could um, uh, be here legally. Now, I, I hadn't heard that. Texas or Arizona or New Mexico or California or anybody else had done that. Well, it's actually a statute in the in the uh, laws that they passed in the federal government, and that's the one in front of all the courts right now under the federal courts. Uh, Florida was Is not the, the one. That, uh, yes, ma'am, and it Is was that, not initially signed off by the state of Florida. It was signed off by the federal government. And the the state of Florida allowed it uh, where they could have stopped it. And everybody thinks immigration belongs to the federal government. What happened in Ellis Island, uh, they took it out of the rights of New York. They passed an illegal bill going against the Naturalization Acts. And the governors of the United States are not doing their job. And the Supreme Court held the fact that it is the state's responsibility. And now we get back to once Trump uses the word invaders, once Trump and the Congress does that, it is no longer under the authority of the state and it becomes the authority of the federal government. Who can send them back in mass without permission of the courts? And that's what has to happen, that the illegal immigrants under the term of invasions or invaders and Congress declares them, they can all be round up and return back to their countries. Okay. Hey, while you're still here, I'm sorry to keep you. I know you want to go, get a, get off the bed. Um, did you hear Tr- Trump's speech tonight, and what did you think of it? You know, I hate to say I don't listen to his speeches, but I have a reason <laughs> behind that. Um, I write a lot of articles, and I don't like to be manipulated by other people's conversations. 
Um, I am. I go into what I write and what I send him. Um, the fact that there's issues with people misusing the Constitution, uh, there will be follow-ups very briefly on that. Uh, I'm 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 kind of funny. I'm a I, I I don't listen to theologians. I don't listen to politicians. I do my own homework, my own research, and then I present it to them. And then they speak it. I go on to the next subject. I'm in the future with everybody. They're talking today. I'm on already until tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I, I I like, I guess I like the actual content of it, but I sure wish he could turn a phrase a little bit better. He's so base all the time. You know, Obama was that that way too. He was always saying, uh, if he wasn't reading his speech, um, it was very base what what he how he would speak and. Uh, I don't know. That that bothers me, but what he was saying was very informative for the people that normally politicians get up in front of everybody and they just say a bunch of platitudes and this is what you want to hear and and talking points and that's that's all you hear. You hear a bunch of rhetoric. But and, that, um, and that's because of actually, his writers are doing that for him. When he did his State of the Union address, he actually did ten minutes exactly what we wrote. And it was not part of his speech. Um, mm-hmm. He has got to stop letting his writers write for him because they're wrong on what they're doing. <laughs> okay, has everybody heard? Did did anybody see this Trump tweet? Trump Trump tweet. I don't know if this was a, a made up thing or what, but I thought it was kind of funny. It said this: Heaven has a wall and strict immigration policies. Hell has open borders. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I had, Robert. And uh, thank you, Dr. Tolbert. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, we just uh, we just lost Suzette's line, so uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but we do appreciate, of course, uh, her coming on, and, of course, yourself, Dr. Tolbert, and... Uh, you know everyone else and, and and yourself. It's good to hear. It's good to hear back from you, Cindy. Uh, now I know you got to go, Doctor Strobel. Do you want to have any closing comments you'd like to say before you got to go this evening? No, I I really just think that we we're doing and heading in the right direction. Uh, I think that we're still on a schedule within the next few days that you're going to see a total turnaround. Uh, the Democrats and Republicans are going to look really foolish. Uh, Trump is going to force things to happen in the states now that he's declared them invaders. That means that he could do what Eisenhower and Reagan and a couple of the other uh, presidents had done. He could gather two or 300,000 immigrants and he could legally send them home because of being the commander-in-chief. We're trying to persuade him uh, to use caution but be aggressive about what he's doing in order to control the illegal immigrants and the harm. And that's why I'm so heavy into, and I know people don't want to hear it, the Organization of American States and the U.N., uh, we need to force them to change their countries where the people stay in their countries 
and then nobody has a problem. Well, definitely. Uh, thank you, Dr. Tober. We'll see you again uh, next week. I know that uh, July 4th, I believe, is on a Wednesday, uh, which yes. actually that's next Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah, that being said, um, yeah, yeah, wow, it's quick. Uh, that, that being said, then I will not. there will not be a show, of course, on the July 4th, and there may not be one on July 11th either, just for the very fact that uh, I'm going to take a much-needed vacation. Uh, and so I don't know if I'm going to be doing any traveling or if I'm going to uh, – if it's just going to be a, a home uh, vacation. As I said earlier, you know, as I said, I won't go over into details on the, uh, over the air, but – uh, you know, we do have some things on the homestead going on that uh, may prevent me from traveling. Uh, but be that as it may, I'm, I'm still looking forward to having some time off uh, off work, even though it's I might have to be using it dealing with something else. But uh, but anyway, uh, so I do appreciate Dr. Tober. And if I don't speak with you, uh, you know, we'll probably at least text or email the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, but thank you very much. And of course, we will be. Uh, back, you know, following on the on the 18th. So it looks like I'll be taking a little bit of a, a two-week uh, break unless I do uh, – not probably because I'm actually starting my vacation on uh, July 4th, and I'm not ending it until July the uh, 16th. Uh, so I'll be doing some, tor- uh, some sort of vacationing, hopefully, um, or at least if it, even if it's just sitting around the house and getting things done and these other things they got to deal with. Um, yeah, and for that, so and my I prayers are with you and your, Yeah, and I'm, my prayers are with you and your daughter's trip, and uh, looking forward that the money needed can be supported uh, to your daughter and and the trip she's taken, and hopefully that you'll have an opportunity well, to travel it. and go there yourself too. So let's just pray and thank God for the abundance that protects her and allows her to uh, be part of her ancestry. So it's going to be something to look forward to. And thank you, Robert, for letting me have time on your show. Good night. No, you're welcome. You too. And I look forward to hearing from you again, of course, October, uh, and all the stuff that, you know, of course, he's doing working uh, not just on the show, but, of course, you know, uh, with all the, the, the letters and work that he's doing, educating people and getting information out to uh, Trump's office administration, of course, to, then we definitely appreciate it. Uh, so we got about 20 minutes left, which means about 15 minutes left uh, for the show. And I'm going to just read this brief article here, uh, and then people can make some commentary. And then we may or may not be able to get to our final uh, thoughts or saying if this definitely seems to be one of those shows uh, where we could have gotten, uh, you know, four hours in. Uh, but this one, uh, again, this is uh, from the Gateway Pundit. You can find the article on the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, and then it's the Saudis, Egypt, Jordan, United Arab Emirates support Jared Kushner and Trump's Palestinian-Israel peace plan. Since four major Middle East powers in this, uh, support President Trump's deal of the century, quote, uh, peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians. The president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, has been traveling the Middle East the past two weeks, meeting with Arab officials to push the Trump peace plan. Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and the United Arab Emirates all reportedly support the Trump peace plan for the Middle East. Uh, 
Mideast Eye reported four Arab countries are backing Donald Trump's plan for a settlement between Israel and the Palestinian Authority, according to an Israeli newspaper, and are willing to sideline the Palestinian Authority's president, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, to see it done. According to the report in Israel, Amman, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, Egypt and Jordan toured Jared Kushner, the U.S. president's son-in-law, and the man charged with solving the Israeli-Palestinian issue, and envoy, envoy Jason Greenblatt, they were behind Washington's so-called, quote, the deal of the century. Israel Haiman, a daily newspaper owned by billionaires Miriam and Sheldon Adelson, reported that it spoke to officials from the four Arab countries. The officials are said to have told the papers that their countries have decided to back the U.S. plan, regardless of whether Abbas and the Palestinian Authority engage with it. In the report, uh, a, quote, top Egyptian official, unquote, says the countries are unanimous in their position that they were the U.S. to go over to Abbas' head and attempt to implement the settlement plan. They would not be opposed to it. Since taking the presidency, Trump has often framed himself as the man to finally negotiate an end to the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Uh, and then there was just you know a photo there. So this doesn't surprise me, and I've said this on previous shows that I think this is going to be something that uh, Trump would <clears throat> would try to tackle. And after this, after he solves the peace between them, boy, I really hope he uh, works on uh, Ireland reunification. Of course, we're talking about the Republic of Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, making it one Ireland. I mean, that's kind of a dream, because <laughs> it's not something that's big on the national stage or even international stage. So, uh, you know, as I said, just a dream of mine. Uh, finally, one Ireland after – anyway. But let's go ahead and uh, get some comments on that, and we'll uh, begin um, uh, with yourself uh Sunday. Uh, well, actually, I do see another call. Let's go ahead and try to get another caller in for the night, uh, and then we'll take comments and we'll go uh, ladies first, and we'll so we'll do uh, Cindy, Suzette, Sally, and then John. But first, before ladies first, let's bring in our new caller, uh, which of course you're all familiar with, is our friend Kelly. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm just enjoying the California evening here with some friends and uh, kind of listening, but. Um, yeah, um, we get nice cool nights out here in the summer compared to the Midwest, which I visited last, uh, well, back from around the 15th. And I got to tell people in Iowa, I'm from California, meaning I've escaped. <laughs> and uh, it's quite, quite amusing because most Iowans weren't getting it, or Nebraskans. I flew into Omaha. One lady in Omaha, she busted up laughing. That's because she lived in L.A. for 10 years. <laughs> so, but... You know, uh, keeping eyes on your own state, well, California, uh, they tried uh, Oakland, the city of Oakland and San Francisco, decided to sue a bunch of oil companies like BP and ConocoPhillips and yada yada, a bunch of names. And why were they doing that? Well, the flooding in San Francisco and Oakland was caused by global warming. And you guys are the ones that have caused this. And the judge says, are you out of your freaking mind? <laughs> Case dismissed. Uh, let's see. Did they ever think that maybe the oil consumption of, say, China, Russia, Europe, South America, Australia, had anything to do with the flooding, if they didn't, could even actually tie global warming to the flooding in San Francisco and Oakland? Gee, oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
they're on the West Coast. Wouldn't it, like, dilute into nothing across the ocean? But they decided to sue anyway. So that's one crazy thing, and the legislature in California is also trying to, uh, let's see, what are they trying to do? Oh, that's right, they're going to censor, they're trying to sneak this bill through, they're trying to censor all sorts of social media in case you're telling a lie. <laughs> Wait a minute, please pass that, because the left would be shut down. <laughs> I just, you know, someday permanently I'll be out of California, which means I've escaped. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, oh, and all sorts of things. I could go into the building code. It's getting worse. And ah, da, 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 da. Thou shalt have solar panels on your roofs. What? Yep, 2000. Well, there you go. Now, see, I'm all for that. Now, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, well, they say it's only going to cost 9500 Baloney. Private sector, the forced sale of a product. First few years, it's going to be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Come on, guys. This is what I want fire sprinklers. Yeah, well, it's like, come on, guys. So we're going to be all green. And oh, wait a minute, what about all the hazardous waste that comes from producing solar panels? Oh, uh, gee, I guess we need more landfills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, I, I, I know. I hear that all the time in that argument against solar panels. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, come on, guys. I just. Anyway. So, yeah, it's crazy and. uh Let's see. We're getting invaded. Yes, I like. I did hear that part from the caller. We are getting invaded, and it is pretty frightening. And I know last week, I think I mentioned briefly that a social worker friend, welfare, she noted uh, that there's some of these. The record was 15 times, but eight, 10, 12 times, 12 different IDs, and they're getting social, uh, social uh, welfare benefits. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they use the picking lettuce. Yes, we need people to pick lettuce and then drain our financial resources with all sorts of IDs and voting multiple times. And they go up, and they don't just do it here in California. They go up to Oregon and to Washington and Nevada, Arizona. And, of course, you hear these stories of, what the heck do these Mexicans do? I mean, that's amazing. You're buying this really nice house all cash. You've got this incredible car, and you got all that from picking lettuce um <laughs> i just you know i i i it's it's insane so yep uh if, the, if california is involved uh in bringing the country down yeah i think people might be praying for some earthquake where the um california kind of slides off into the ocean i mean i it's you know where do these people go once they get their id oh that's right they go into other states so, I just, you know, I've, I've tried to explain before how, you know, wacky California is, but, you know, Suzette, Suzette, she's there, she can probably explain some crazy things. Uh, we, unfortunately, we lost uh, her car earlier, uh, earlier this evening. Yeah, so we we got a three-state split now. Uh, we have enough votes for a statewide initiative to split the states into Three states, and uh, so that'll be on the ballot in November, and uh, that'll be interesting. It's not, it's not yeah. a constitutional approach. It's more of an advisory vote than it is anything else. And uh, I so, wonder what, how, how that would split up the electoral college. You know, <laughs> uh, well, it's basically, electoral college is based on the number of representatives. Well, that's true. So, however many. 
you know, so it won't change electoral college per se. It will change the voter line so that we might have, you know, instead of a winner take all California, it might be, uh, well, I mean, the North state is very much like the Midwest. Um, it, it, you got the Eastern, uh, the Sierras there and call it wine country and, and agriculture. And, uh, you got the central Valley ag, you got the North state ag, rural timber, logging, ranching, mining. And, um, so we're very much uh, a red red zoned, if I can say that, even though I'm a libertarian. But yeah, you're going to see um, an interesting thing. But I think the electoral college regarding the president would go a little more towards Republican with that. Oh yeah, that's so. there we go. Even though you know, I know we <clears throat> we you know we talk. I mean, I think I'm a registered Green Party person right now, but. Um, you know, still, you know, conservative can figure uh, on that. But I do see, unfortunately, it's time, Kelly, already to do uh, our final thoughts. Um, so each person probably going to just get about a minute before I have to close things out, unfortunately. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, I know uh, we got we don't have Cindy. She was unable to join us anymore. So each person got about a minute. Go ahead, Kelly. Uh, we'll have your, yours, and then we'll go with Susan, and then Sally, and then John, and then I'll close things out. Uh, we, each person literally has about a minute that I'll have to close things out. Go ahead, Kelly. No closing comments from Kelly. Maybe. For me, I'm sorry. I'm talking at a friend's place with his kids were he's no, hooking I up a Harley. Yeah, I mean beautiful weather no, for okay. Harley. Okay, we'll be careful anyway. on that Harley. <laughs> yeah. <But> then let's <laughs> um well, I'll tell you what, Kelly, but yeah, 'cause with Tom we'll have to go to uh uh we'll have to go to the Susan for she can get her, her the, the final comments. We have, uh go ahead, Susan. Well, I was gonna let Kelly use my time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well but Kelly, go ahead, not. it's back to you. I just know he's with, with some friends. So I didn't know if he was able to talk. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, I, you know, I I can talk, but I don't want to commit the eighth deadly sin of hogging the microscope. But I, you know, over the years here, I've been giving updates on the state, and even at times going to county supervisors meetings, city council meetings, yada yada. And folks, we really can make a difference. Let's be aware. We take people with us into whatever, and one time we packed the supervisor's chambers out the hall down the stairs. They were trying to do a $1,000 a day fine if you built the deck without a permit, all sorts of things without a permit addition, a porch, um, garage without a permit. You know, it's it's not that hard to change the world, folks. And I, if I can, encourage people, you know, it's got to be aware of things and, uh, you know, keep at it, keep persevering. And, uh, or sometimes pray because some of these battles are just way beyond us. So I guess with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to you folks. And that means we're turning it over to Susan. Oh, no, Susan gave it to him, so we're going to bring it over to you, Sally. Okay. Well, let me uh, – I, I got a pet peeve I got to gotta tell you. First off, I hope you have a very nice vacation, so enjoy the time. But um, Thank you. please, I'm asking everybody, please remember we're not celebrating July 4th. It's not happy July 4th. It's happy Independence Day. Uh, and I just asked, do you go out there and say Merry December 25th? <laughs> no. 
So we need to remember it's about independence. <laughs> it's Independence Day. Nobody wants to say Independence Day. They take that out, totally out of it, which I find really uh, interesting. So I just remind people it's Independence yeah, that's Day. That's a good it's point. July 4th. It's Independence Day. <laughs> so anyway. No, that's a good point. Uh, and good I point. am going to do a show. Yep. Well, thank you. Um, you. You said that, and I thought, i got to make sure I mention that to him. <laughs> Uh, on my show next Monday, I'm going to be talking about the Declaration. I think it's a very appropriate this document to talk about with the Independence, Independence Day holiday coming up. Uh, the comment somebody was talking about uh, good old Mar- Marco Rubio. He's not even he's not even legally allowed to be a senator. We we have no rule of law in this country. Nobody follows the laws. Everybody picks and chooses and does whatever they feel like. And then you have local code enforcement and other stupid groups that harass you to death on stupid things while we can't even have the, the higher-level laws being enforced. It's really disgusting. So Marco Rubio is a jerk. He's, he, he's part of La Raza, which La Raza has changed their name. I can't remember the new name they got now, but they have changed it. But that's what Marco Rubio is. He, he, he's a, he supports Latinos. He doesn't care about America. Uh, and I never voted for him. I never would vote for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's, that's the deal on him. And just one little bit, if you want to call it humor, uh, talk about the craziness of what they do in California. Uh, right now, there's been a big issue here in the state of Florida, and we have to protect the rights of greyhounds. So that's probably going to be a cost, state constitutional amendment to protect the rights of greyhounds. So and I'll leave it there. I think that's enough for, for tonight. Thank you again for letting me on the show. Uh, you're welcome. And then, John, looks like uh... – you got the final one minute, and then I'll have to close things off. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing with the show, and definitely, like uh, uh, Dr. Tolbert was saying, our prayers and thoughts are with you and your daughter try- and you guys trying to get to go to Paris and all the funding to come in for that. And I want to also send out a shout-out to President well, Trump. real quick, John. Not, not, to, not to correct you, my friend. Uh, but yeah, we're, I'm trying to get her, uh, trying to get her to Italy next summer. But she's Italian and she's Catholic, and so she's going to be able to visit, you know, Rome and get, you know, go to some of those uh, the Catholic places there, the Vatican, things like that. So we're uh, working on that. But I, not sorry, not to correct you, but I, I want it to be accurate. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate you correcting me because I need people to keep me in check. But also, I wanted to do a shout out to President Trump. President Trump, you need us. And you need more people to be on your side. Call call into this show on uh, Bard's Logic do, um, Political Talk, and let us, those of your followers, to know how we can best help you. Because we're fumbling in the dark, thinking we understand what we need to do to help you. But at the same time, you probably have a better idea of how we could really help you and be more effective. So I just want to leave that for President Trump to get in touch with Bard's Logic Political Talk and help direct us in how to make sure that we solidify the American way. Thank you so very much. Back to you, Rob. Thank you, John. And one way to get in contact uh, out there to uh, the host here is by contacting me on the contact page of the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, where you can also get the link to the uh site where you could uh, help me with my campaign to send my daughter to uh, Italy next year. really appreciate it. There's a link there on the Give page as well as other organizations that do bear uh, looking at, so I really appreciate it. Um, uh, the money just goes straight to the tour group, so I don't, you know, see any of it. <laughs> so it just goes, uh, the donation goes straight to you, and you can do it anonymously 
or you can uh, send a message, whichever uh, you prefer. It's fine. I really appreciate it. But uh, it is our time to close things out. And if I don't speak with you folks in the next two weeks, I hope you have a great uh, uh, next couple of weeks and, of course, a great Independence Day, right? Uh, and, you, <laughs> and right you are, Sally. Uh, that is what yeah. uh, we are celebrating, our independence, and let's hope that we don't lose it. And so we'll end tonight as I do every night. And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks. We'll see you next time, and good night. Good night. Good night.